0: Seven days.
1: I want to hear you scream.
2: It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man.
1: Look at me, Jamie!
0: Everyone and welcome to Podcasts of the Dead, the podcast about all things horror-related. Your favorite podcast to listen to while your dad's burning clothes in the backyard at three in the morning. Uh, <laughs> we're your hosts. Why would he do that? <laughs> <laughs> we're your hosts. I'm Zach Palmer. Sitting across from me is Isaac Wright.
2: So every time I go out in public, uh, people compliment me on my pants. They say, "Hey, there are some there are some holes down there for your feet to be seen." And I'm like, "Yes, thank you. That's how they were designed." <laughs> <laughs>
0: And joining us from the void is Chrissy Beetle.
3: (laughs) I was gonna do something, but I don't think I could talk (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, we're about to go really in-depth into uh, a a story that we've technically already done an episode on But we'll get into that in a second Uh, First, we're going to talk about some horror Horror news. news The uh, first thing we're going to talk about is uh, it's the 30th anniversary of Nightbreed this year,
2: <laughs> which is a movie
0: we've it's already the talked same
3: about. Same age as my fiance. Shit, <laughs> get fucked, Steven. I'm
2: one year older than it, so I don't know how to feel. Then it's fine. Well, everything's fine. You
0: know. Oh yeah, it's also 30 this
2: year. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, uh, I think. Didn't you mean then Nightbreed, or did you mean then it?
2: I'm one year older than Nightbreed.
0: Okay, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. correct. Okay. I'm also one
2: year older than it, if it is also 30, so (laughs) there we go. Yeah, it's 88. Do the math yourself. I am not your fucking personal mathematician.
0: Okay. Okay. yeah, so that's pretty cool. I mean, uh we like like I said last year we talked about night breed uh when we were doing our clay barker series and uh we all enjoy night breed. Uh it's
2: it's That funny that that funny. That <laughs> fucking Danny Elfman soundtrack, though, is oh, what was gonna come out of my mouth. Right. But
0: <laughs> it is kind of funny, uh, in a way. True. It is
2: definitely overpowering. It does not make. It does not oh, gel sure. with the rest of the movie at all. It
0: kind of doesn't. But it's also like sort of a fantasy horror film,
2: so True. it I know, I fits it. in that
1: sense. I, I think.
0: Um,
3: yeah, I don't know. I kind of hate how hot Boone is. I will still forever <laughs> hate how hot Boone is. He's very hot. Incredibly, <laughs> he's like. Oh someone I know like called him like discount David Borianas?
0: Oh. oh yeah, I think yeah, I, see I think you might have said that when we did the episode. Yeah. <laughs> that person who said that so might have of... been you recently.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you are you referencing yourself? Are you now quoting no, yourself? <laughs> We've done a lot of hours on the show already, yeah. so you could be qu- <laughs> yeah. quoting yourself. Um, so that's cool. Uh, also, there is now going to be a prequel made of Orphan, a movie which I'm not a huge fan of, but I know that you like Chrissy.
1: Yeah, I, I
3: liked it well enough. I mean, I haven't seen it in ages, so like I could now dislike it. But from what I remember, it was it was okay. It was enjoyable. Really, kind of weird though. I had to watch the sex scenes with my dad, which are still the most, (laughs) still the least awkward sex scenes I've ever
0: seen with my dad. Oh, that'd be the lighthouse, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, least awkward sex scenes to watch with your father means the sex scenes aren't really that good then. <laughs> <laughs> so they were kind of bargain basement sex scenes. If I, they... <laughs> uh, I
0: don't know if I'm comfortable with this conversation. <laughs> Not entirely comfortable with this conversation. Let's move on to the next thing. Uh Zombie also the Ye. the Italian uh title, Zombie Two, I think is what it's called.
3: No, no, that's um zo- Zombie Two. Is Dawn of the Dead. No, but
0: there was. Wait.
3: This this is Zombie, the one with the IE. Like, the. Is in, like, his first. But I
0: thought that was the American title for it. I could have sworn the Italian title was, like, Zombie 2. Uh, anyway, uh, that movie, which. Oh, it's kind of a deep cut for horror fans, <laughs> but if you know it, it's very mm. good. That's getting a 4K remaster. Um. And that's going to be sick.
2: You said Arrow was doing that, right?
0: No, that's the camera thing, which oh, is what we're talking about next. never mind. You're right. I, <laughs> thought,
2: <laughs> I thought Arrow was doing the 4K rematch. Never mm. mind. I got confused.
0: What is is Arrow? It, Arrow's not doing it, right? It's just a, no, this it's just... is Blue
3: Underground. Oh, doing okay. It yeah. 4K Ultra HD.
2: Does anyone have... Yes, they already
3: did a 4K restoration for Blu-ray, but this is, like, <laughs> Ultra. <laughs> well, whenever you say 4K,
0: that already means Ultra HD. What I was going to
2: ask yeah. is, I mean, how much are those TVs right now? Who has that?
0: Uh... I don't know I, I don't think they're I think they're in the range of like what 1080p was like back when it was new.
2: So um, still kind yeah. of prohibitively expensive? Yeah,
0: probably I don't know. Huh. Let's look it up right now. <laughs> I'm going to check <laughs> 4K TV
2: Ultra HD. That they
0: it's already 4K means Ultra HD. It, that's they're the same thing.
2: Then why do they add Ultra HD on the end of because 4K? Because
0: it's a marketing ploy.
2: Oh.
0: Um, yeah. that doesn't seem like the right price. There's no way they're that cheap.
3: Oh, no, my dad got, like, a decent 4K TV. Yeah, apparently for, like, they've real gone real down TV in everyday. price
0: a lot, and the, like, the Vizio ones that are, like, 40-inch apparently uh, are, like, $200. Mm. But I don't know how good quality that is, because I don't own one.
2: Yeah, and Viz- <laughs> I mean, I've had two Vizio TVs, and neither of them really they're not, stood up very well yeah, over time. They're not I mean, incredibly the, high quality. They're totally... They do the job, but they certainly get the job. done. <laughs> yeah, the, but they're like the first one I had the HDMI port just like crapped out on. me. Oh, so. but they
0: do have Samsung makes an 8K, a 98 inch 8K, and it's sixty thousand dollars.
3: Come <laughs> on. Who needs to see something in eight <laughs> K?
2: Yeah. How much is a Nissan GTR? Is that similar That's about p- sixty is, grand, yes. Say, that seems like a That's similar a, price. That is
0: a, a a Mark IV supra, yes. Oh my god. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Who needs this? <laughs> but to be fair, it would have to be that big for you to be able to tell even that it's there's a difference yeah, in quality. About, yeah, because
2: once it gets to be that point, and also I don't really like that very much. I don't like 4K because I was I saw some I think in a dealership. I think Christian and I went to a Kia dealership recently. Just and just they had the TV in there. Everything looks like soap opera, like the way the movement yes, is in 4K, is, but, I hate that. But
0: that's not because that's what it actually looks like, it's because, it's the same issue that they had when Blu-ray first came out, uh-huh. it's because of image smoothing, which
2: is something you can turn off. Oh, is it really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, well I just hate it, and yeah. I wish everyone, why do they give it's me the option It's basically where an
0: algorithm adds in in between frames that aren't actually there. Oh, yes, that's stupid. That's yes, it, it, it's also partially depends on what hertz it is, like 60 hertz looks different, you know. Um, and all that sort of stuff, but yeah, but anyway, (laughs) the last thing that you have already partially already mentioned is that Arrow is releasing a collection of the Gamera movies and that's fucking sick because Gamera is way underrated.
2: (laughs) When are they going to, and I haven't watched any Gamera. I do want to though. Gamera's Um, great uh not a, not as popular as Godzilla so I just haven't ever delved into it what I did delve into not too long ago is Ultraman and I want them to release that on like True. a big fucking release Ultraman is also fucking sick I want to watch that I all of Ultraman. that very soon Yes Ultraman is great <laughs> It's fucking out there it's amazing Oh it is it's very out
0: there Yeah it's like the Super Saitan Sy- type
2: but you it's know. but it's better than that it It's is. better it's than be- Super Saitan <laughs> Yeah
0: it's better than yeah it's better than Power Rangers so I, so I, want, I
2: I really want like a really good restoration put on dvd for that for, for that i would
0: be surprised if there wasn't already something out Maybe, there because Ultraman's like big in japan and, yeah like, but i don't it's...
2: know if we've if we've gotten it that's all yeah because it's all lo- on youtube I... you can just watch it on youtube normally if they've made a good like re-release of it they clamp down on the copyrights a little bit more. that's true
0: <laughs> that's very true yeah. yeah
3: i love this um quote from the article like, for the first time ever worldwide, all twelve tales of the adventures of everyone's favorite titanic terrapin are collected together. Interesting.
2: Is a terrapin a type of turtle?
0: Yeah, it's another yeah. name for a turtle. Uh, it's like a more scientific uh, name, I believe, yeah? Um, yeah. How, yeah, it's like a different genus. How yes. did
2: he shoot fire out of all of his holes? All of his holes? <laughs> all of his holes. Of his he's, holes. A
3: of the, he's a friend of the children.
2: He, he that, is, that was not the right segue. Yeah, that was definitely not a good answer.
0: <laughs> that
3: was a this, troubling
0: he answer. Shoot it, he shoots it because he is friend. That that uh, you were making me more confused.
2: <laughs> I am sufficiently confused. And Isaac dropped his phone. I did um, for about the 80th time this week. Uh,
0: yeah, you drop it a lot.
1: I
2: do. Uh,
0: but anyway, I think that's all for news. Thank you for enjoying the news. Uh we're gonna talk about the main thing and it's we're gonna talk a lot, so get ready.
1: Podcast of the dead
0: Ring, and in other iterations, The Ring, is one of those stories that in a relatively short amount of time was morphed and changed into many different versions. The original novel, written by Koji Suzuki, was first published in 1991, with the first adaption being the Japanese film Ring from 1998, followed by South Korea's The Ring Virus in 1999, and the American adaptation following in short order with 2002's The Ring. While many elements of each story are the same, including the underlying main plot, several important features of the original tale are changed drastically. This week, we will cover as much of the initial story as we can without delving too much into the sequels, because that's a whole other can of worms.
2: It really is. Like, Ain't
0: just... Yeah, there's
2: way too many... Because I remember going into... Because we've been researching this for a while now, essentially. Over a yeah. year. We'll, which yeah. we did a really big deep dive into this episode when we first started. The yes. podcast. So,
0: yeah, our first not episode, uh, <laughs> we did a test episode, uh, which we will mm. call episode zero mm-hmm. or 0.5, uh, before we did the th- the thing. And it was just to figure out if this format worked or mm-hmm. not. And uh, we actually did it on the ring.
2: Yeah. And so we did a lot of really good research on it. And we, we produced a pretty de- decent episode. But we just never released it because, you know, we felt like we would do it ba- better later as an actual episode, which we're doing now. Um, but yeah, at that time we knew about the sequels too, and it gets to be it's a really deep, deep series that kinda took me by surprise because what you know of just off the bat is just as an American at least, is just the American version which everyone went Mm. batshit over when it first came out. Um, But then as we research more, it's like, wow, this was a lot, a lot of stuff that we just weren't prepared for to talk about. And we still really aren't. So we're only going to focus on the actual uh, key pieces of the media. We're
0: we're ready to talk about everything to do with the initial story, not with any of the sequel (laughs) stuff. That's just complicated. And maybe in a later episode, we'll get into that. But I think right now it's definitely just easier for us to talk about the first initial story because that's the easiest one to talk about it's also the one that has the most adaptions you know so it's like you know that's that just
2: makes the most sense it's also the one that most people have in, some sort of connection to you know what i mean yes because either true. either at least for our for our the purposes of our audience most of the time i feel like either everyone's only seen the ring or because it was marketed so heavily after the ring came out they've also seen ring you Right. because it was marketed like even on the DVD when you watch it the very first thing that plays after the credits is the trailer for Ring U. They right. really wanted to sell you Ring U right, right. after you watched The Ring. Right.
0: <laughs> well because the I would say that probably the American version and the the 1998 Japanese one Ring U uh have more in common with each other than a lot of the other versions. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Uh yeah.
0: because I I would say like the the American one takes a ton from the 1998 film like because the the 1998 film changes a lot from the book, and we'll get into that, mm-hmm. but there, there's so much that's different there that it introduces into the story that the American one took and ran with, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just cool.
3: remember everyone from... So again, again, kind of like Candyman and kind of like Blair Witch, such paranormal activity, which we mentioned on last week's Blair Witch episode. Like, everyone... like. Sneakily got a copy of The Ring and everyone saw The Ring. Mm-hmm. And then it was parodied in like some of those later scary yep. movies, I think. Yes. So I think it was like
0: Scary Movie was, 3 or something like that it was parodied, but um the the thing is is like so the first time I saw The Ring was when it came like when it was first coming out the premium channels, like I saw it on HBO mm-hmm. the first time. <laughs> and I saw it when I was 12 and as a kid um I thought it was terrifying. It scared the shit out of me as a kid. I don't know why, because not a lot of horror films did that when I was that age, because that's when I watched a lot of my horror films that, you know, are the big ones and stuff. But for whatever reason, it just really got to me as a kid. Mostly because, like, I loved watching TV, and I always kept the TV on, like, when I was, like, sleeping and all that sort of stuff. And it just really freaked me out. And as it, it, like, I had to spend three days, well, three nights in my parents' bedroom because of it. Mm. Like, it just really messed with me, and I don't know why. Um, and now I watch it and I guess I kind of understand why it scared me. Cause you know, when I rewatched it recently, I watched it like dead of night and I was like, yeah, I could understand why as a kid, this probably bothered me a lot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I swear to God. Okay. So there's a full disclosure. I'm kind of bored shitless when I watch the American one and I've only seen it as an adult. Um, I've barely made it through the whole movie, like, twice, maybe. I feel like I never, even when we did the first podcast, I feel like I didn't actually make it all the way through the movie without falling asleep. (laughs) I don't
0: think you did. Only
2: this morning, I finally made it through to the end, because I tried watching it last night at 7.30, had only had, like, two beers, was pretty well-rested. It was after work, but, you know, whatever. Sat down, (laughs) decided, I'm going to watch this. And I fell asleep within, like, 15 (laughs) minutes. (laughs) And
0: this is something we kind of talked about
2: when we did the first episode
0: that nobody's heard. uh, That uh, you and I kind of have differing opinions on it. Because I personally, and this is blasphemy to some people, I actually personally like the American version the most. Mm -hmm. But... I understand why a lot of people would think that's completely wrong. And you're allowed to have that hot take, but I'm allowed to have my hot take. (laughs) (laughs) I think the only reason... Yeah,
3: no, the American version bored
0: me.
1: Yeah. Again,
3: it kind of had... Again, like with Blair Witch, it just didn't hold my attention. The Japanese one did, though. I think because... I think because the subtitles have to hold my attention.
2: I think it might be the same for me. I, I don't think it's just subtitles. There's just the Japanese one overall... As a film, I enjoy watching a little bit more, and I don't understand why. Partially, I think I like that it doesn't have, like, the blue-green filter from the 2000s that every movie had in the (laughs) 2000s. I don't like that. And I
0: think The Ring kind of, like, put that... Well, maybe Saw did that, but, yeah. But,
2: like, The Grudge has that, the one that came out right after The Ring, and then, oh, God, yeah, Saw did it. Oh, God, what it's about Like... Just the entire series fringe that J.J. J. Abrams did had right. that. Yes. Just, it was a very, very, like, Bug, common... Bug,
0: if you ever saw Bug, I don't know if you ever saw Bug,
2: but... I've heard of it. Bug also it. did that. Yeah, and uh, it's very annoying, and for I think even Human Centipede has it on there. It's just very Yeah, gritty. but Human Centipede
0: was way after. True, like, but still, it was
2: still kind of in that it's strange in that area. Because
3: The Grudge also has a really deep storyline. True. In, mm. in similar vein to what sort of what happens in
2: the ring a little bit yeah I, I feel like the grudge the grudge became popular at the time when it came out and got the adaptation that it did because of the ring because yeah, we'll they get, were like we'll get into that yes yeah.
0: yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later but yeah that's there it kind of like spurred a whole mm-hmm, thing yeah like a whole movement of stuff um but yeah i, I don't know
2: the only other thing i was going to say about why the ring might have been scary to you as a kid. And I feel like if I had seen it as a kid, I would have been scared, too, is that we're we're nerds, and we spend a lot of time probably messing with VHS tapes. At least I know I did, and I assume assume that you did. I assume that you did as well. Yeah. Because I know, like, my dad, when I was a, a kid, taught me how to copy VHS tapes, and I spent my childhood renting movies, taking them home, and then getting my fucking... Ridiculous Magnavox out that would just eat through copyright protection and yeah. would make like perfect copies. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yes, never have to <laughs> written this movie again. Fuck you, movie Man, corral. He just did like the bro, like double <laughs> I did, yeah thumbs no. up. Yeah, uh, that was probably the only time in my life where I, like as he's... a child, this would have been an appropriate gesture. <laughs> like I don't have to fucking rent Fargo ever again.
0: And just to let you know, he's doing double shocker runs right now. Uh, <laughs> just so you know the hand gestures. No, the thing is, is when I was a kid, I actually didn't mess with VHS tapes that much. So when I saw it, I didn't quite understand all of the stuff she was doing to, like I okay. didn't understand the tracking part of it. I didn't mm, understand yeah. like her making a copy and all that stuff and I was just like I was like but, but, but what? Uh, I, I didn't get it because that was like in the transitional era, era yeah. like where we were going from VHS to mm-hmm. DVD and I was just like fuck VHS DVDs are fucking rad because they have special features and mm. all that stuff but I don't know and
3: now you're like nah VHS yeah, I know it, yeah, and <laughs>
0: I regressed I regressed and I went to Laserdiscs even that was that was a yeah. total regression uh, even though Laserdisc came out after anyway uh, but yeah it's, it's stupid uh, but let's Talk about the book, Um, because that's really the genesis of the whole thing, you know, and that that's that's where it all starts, really. Uh, And before I start talking about the plot of the book, I do have to say at the very beginning of this, there is a content warning, there is a trigger warning here uh, for sexual assault and rape, Uh, because that is that is stuff that that's content that's in the book and it's part of the plot, and it's actually kind of a part of the plot that's important, and we have to talk about it, unfortunately. Uh, But let's get into it here real quick. Um, So full disclosure, besides the uh, content warning here, uh, none of us have actually read the first book. (laughs) Uh, And a large part of that is because it's difficult to find in English speaking countries. However, it's easy to find many plot synopsis on the internet, and that's just what I've done here um, So the basic plot of the book goes something like this uh, After the death of four teenagers in Tokyo, an investigative journalist uh, Kazuyuki Azakawa looks into the case Uh, His search leads him to Hakone Pacific land, a holiday resort where the deceased teenagers had stayed and where he finds an unmarked videotape. The tape contains a series of disturbing images with a warning at the end that states that the viewer now has a week to live. Uh, Right before the tape ends, it begins to list steps in order to avoid this fate, but the end has been taped over by an advertisement and these steps have been effectively erased. Uh, Azakawa takes this warning seriously and begins doing research about the origin of the tape uh, with the help of his friend Ryuji Takayama, a philosophy professor. In the process, Ryuji also ends up watching the tape and asks uh, Azakawa to make him a copy of it for his own use. Their search leads them to Sadako Yamamura, a woman who has been famous for technopathic feats like projecting images onto film with her mind, but had disappeared 30 years earlier. It is learned that Sadako's father was sick with tuberculosis and she went to visit him at a sanatorium, uh, sanatorium sorry. <laughs> regularly during this time. After Azukawa finds one of the ex-doctors there, Dr. Jotaro, I shit you not. His name is Dr. Jotaro. Uh, It is learned after much pressure from Azakawa that Dr. Jotaro raped Sadako and gave her smallpox, which he had unknowingly contracted. During the struggle, Jotaro is injured by her psychic powers. And uh, in a rage, he throws Sadako in a nearby well and crushes her with rocks, killing her, supposedly. It's also worth noting that in this struggle, he learns that she is intersex. Learning all of this, Azakawa and Ryuji go to the well, recover the body, and give it a proper burial. After Azakawa's deadline ends and he doesn't die, him and Ryuji are convinced that the curse has been lifted. The next day, though, Ryuji dies of a heart attack. Azakawa finally makes the connection that the smallpox that was given to Sadako by Dr. Jotaro made her powers into a kind of virus that was passed onto the tape. When she died, she passed the experience of her death onto anybody who watches it. They die in seven days because this is how long Sadako stayed in the well before she died, and the ring referenced is the light seen from the inside spilling out around the well's edge from the cover on top because azakawa made a copy of the tape for yuji he was spared
2: and what i mean that synopsis follows closely what you see in the film with a couple of yeah. key differences like i didn't realize we'll get, we'll
0: get to that but let's okay. talk about the book first let's talk about just just the book in a shell right. by itself and then we'll talk about the movie. First, first thing that's confusing me How do you not know you had smallpox? And it talks about that because... It might be early stages of the virus. You could also be a carrier and not actually have symptoms. Mm
2: -hmm. And didn't this take place... This took place in, like, the story in... The origin, I guess, of Sudoku and everything. That takes place in like the forties or something, right? Like forties, fifties? It would take
0: place if the book is in nineteen ninety one, it would take place in sixty one.
2: In sixty one? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think by the time by the nineties, smallpox had been eradicated. But I think at the in like the sixties, I think it still might have been around, I think.
0: I don't know enough to say yes or no. I
2: don't remember either. But oh, yeah. I feel like I feel like that one of the things that I was reading in reference or in research about this is that by the time the ring is happening, like the story with the tape and everything. Smallpox had been eradicated but at the time when Sadoko mm-hmm. or Sadako is alive, that smallpox had not been eradicated.
0: The yet. last naturally occurring case of smallpox was diagnosed in October of 1977.
2: Yeah, OK, so that total, that wow. does fit the timeline. And I, mm. to be fair, I don't know what the symptoms of smallpox are. Because it's a disease that's dead. You know what I mean? Mm,
0: I don't really know either.
2: Yeah. Um, But I
0: I know that it is a lot... The biggest part is that you get these, like, boils on you. Like, these are, like, small little boils Mm -hmm. that go all over your body. So it's pretty...
3: You also have really, really bad fever. Mm. Yes. it's, It's really... It's kind of like a... A more deadly version of chickenpox. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
0: uh, but it's really physically obvious when you're deep into the disease. So it's probably right. that he was early yeah. stages of the disease, or he was a carrier.
2: Yeah, and and that was about, that was the next thing I was going to say is, or it's possible he had no symptoms and was just a carrier, which is prevalent in a lot of diseases. I actually just read COVID nineteen actually did that to a woman in China not too long ago. She infected four people in her household, but she had no symptoms whatsoever.
3: Well, Typhoid Mary is a very oh it's yeah, like the most
1: yeah.
0: That's right.
3: It's the most uh, well-known case of that.
0: Yeah, because she, she had typhus and she didn't have any outward symptoms of typh- typhus, but she gave a lot of people typhus.
2: Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So, And the fact that that can happen just blows my mind, because I don't understand how one person could be resilient to a disease like that, but then still transfer it. Like, do those people still eventually succumb to the disease, or do they just have it forever?
0: Uh, normally, they just have it forever. It's just something because some people are just immune to it, but they can still carry it, you know,
2: weird. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, viruses, virology is an interesting uh, field of study.
2: And (laughs) then on top of that, the really weird thing is that smallpox is what the ring virus comes from. And you explained this to me before we started and I still haven't quite wrapped my head around how that works. Well,
0: it's it's kind of like how so she has telekinetic powers, mm-hmm. techno technopathic powers, technically, mm-hmm. is how they describe it, but she has psychokinetic abilities in some way, shape, or form. And that's like so much a part of her being that I guess when she her body physically changes from having smallpox that the two kind of morph together to form like one like characteristic trait, I guess, if that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. And basically, anything she touches with her psychokinetic powers becomes viral. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, I guess. Not really. <laughs> I know it doesn't really make sense, but that's kind it's, of the... It's a cool idea, though. That's one yeah, thing I like about it. That's kind of
0: the convoluted yeah. logic that the book gives. <laughs> yeah, If I'm trying to explain it the right way, I guess. She... <laughs> She makes the thing sick by being sick. Basically, yeah. And, I, you know, and basically, I guess if she was really sick, she just has less control of her powers. Because mm-hmm. it, it seems, and like I said, none of us have actually read the book, but it seems like all of the plot synopsis that I've read of it, she didn't make the tape on purpose. It was an accident.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, but in in the adaptions, uh, it was on purpose, but we'll get into that. But... Uh, apparently in the book it didn't seem like it was on purpose
2: yeah and they talked about at least in the in the synopsis that i read some of the background of sadako herself is like part of her life was that she went to tokyo at one point and joined like an acting troupe and like fell in love with a guy but then her abilities caused her to accidentally make a sound recording. Like, she basically. I, I, it didn't say whether or not it was on wax or whether or not it was on. Like, what kind of recording it was. But she apparently mm. inadvertently. I guess it was. They didn't explain why either. Not because of her love for this man, but because just. She had these powers and they probably were burgeoning just, at the time.
0: Probably just an intense experience. Yeah.
2: So she made the sound recording yeah. that eventually killed four people and she had to, like, flee Tokyo because mm. of it. And so that was. It's just interesting that. Uh, there's a lot of the backstory about Sadako that is not in either of the films that's really only in the book, and it's really interesting to dive into. Well, I like it. yeah,
0: it, it's it's interesting, mm. but it's it's more that they change stuff about Sadako in the in the adaptions, and we'll get into that too, but it's 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 kind of like the initial story is is very intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, because it seems like this version of Sadako is like the least malicious, I guess. If that makes any sense? Yeah, she she's she's less like um. It seems like this version she's
3: less, ven- like she's vengeful, but she doesn't. It doesn't seem like she means to be.
0: Yeah, like if the tape that she created was actually an accident, but I, yeah. I, I like I said, that seems a little unclear if it was an accident it's- or if it was purposeful. And I
2: think that. <laughs> I think that you see a little bit of that same characteristic in the ring, the American version. Yes. When she's talking mm. to the doctor, she says, "I don't mean to do these right. things." Yes, that's true. But I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Yeah. But when she says it, there it, you do get a hit, a little bit more of a. Of a hint of maliciousness when she says it in the ring, like you get that she's like, I'm pissed off about Thanks. everything that's going yeah. on right now. <laughs> in in
3: I mean, understandably, exactly.
2: But in in the novel itself, yeah, it just does sound like she's a victim of consequences or a victim of of events rather yeah, than being being the villain.
0: Yeah, she is. She's just a victim of. Uh, nature, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, she was born with the powers. She can't really control that,
2: you know. And I think that the most interesting thing about the synopsis you just read that's very different from everything is that this tape includes instructions on how to rid yourself of the virus. Yes. Which I think is super interesting because all the video versions do not have any kind of Explanation. It just Except throws for you into the it.
0: South Korean one does really. The South Korean version of the of the film, that the the Ring virus, has. does it the same way as in the yes, book. Yes, and we're not really going to go in depth yeah. with the South Korean one. So I'll, it's worth mentioning.
2: But so that plays into the idea that the whole. In the ring, she, st- she made the tape in so she could have her story told and be spread around to as many people as possible. That's why a copy has to be made. Yes. So, And I guess that's the same idea in the book? Yes. Do you, do you know exactly why, it, to explain it that way? Is that why she gives instructions? Yes. Is it? Okay. So so that's the only thing so, that uh, sense So to I me. guess
0: that would mean that the tape, because it has instructions at the end, that must mean it was intentional instead I, of accidental, right?
2: I guess, like I said, it, it's kind of a gray area here, but... Or was
0: the were the instructions subconscious? I don't know, it's yeah. hard to say, or maybe the instructions were added by somebody else. I, who knows mm-hmm. and And it may be more explanation in the sequels, or maybe there's more explanation in the book, and we just don't know it because we didn't read it
2: true <laughs> that, that is yeah. probably the biggest failing right now is that none of us have read the actual, but, book. but i
0: mean we we have enough information to be able to talk about plot points that are different, you know mm-hmm, absolutely, but,
2: and i just think i I just think the book is interesting for providing a much fuller character of Sadako, although it's a lot grislier and oh, <laughs> it's yeah. a little more unfortunate. Yes, uh, most yeah. definitely. And it's an interesting... I could totally understand why the book became popular enough to spawn all these sequels because it's a super, super unique story idea. Oh,
0: yeah, very much so.
2: And I was just reading a little bit about... You, you call it uh, technomancy... Not technomancy.
0: Technopathic abilities. Technopathic...
2: Yes. Uh, one of the things that I had read and um, what they call... Her powers in Japanese is ninsha, and it's also called thought photo- or thoughtography. Thoughtography. Yeah, thoughtography in it's photography
0: far, created by thoughts.
2: Also called projected thermography, <laughs> psychic photography, ninography, or ningraphy, or ninsha. It's basically just the ability to burn images from one's mind onto surfaces such as photographic film interesting or anything like that put a
0: pin in that we're going to talk about it later <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes um that's that's interesting and i definitely want to get into that um but yeah i i don't know i feel like now i should read the book because it sounds like something i would be interested in um, other than the unsavory things in it, obviously, uh, but I, but I mean, just to kind of get a real idea of like where the original story came from, I think it it would be interesting. I just got to figure out where to find a fucking copy yeah, of right. it, uh, cause uh, we'll find it somewhere. I've never seen it in person personally, uh, but I've also never really actively looked for it. But I've I've been through a lot of like you know foreign language uh, book sections or a lot of like translated book sections, and I've never seen anything. Uh, Mm. about it anywhere, even Mm. the sequels. I haven't seen anything. So, I don't know. Maybe it is easier to find than I think, but who's to say? I (laughs) mean,
2: well, we had... uh, This is just kind of a reference to one of our uh, earlier episodes, but when we were doing uh, Junji Ito, Ito, we didn't have the worst time finding stuff from him, but also... He's super well-known.
3: Yes. is pretty popular. Yeah, on
2: both sides of the Pacific, not just in Japan, not just in America. Whereas this book, even though the adaptations that spawn from it are popular, you don't really hear anyone talk about the book itself regularly. I
0: also feel like manga is a lot more, like... It's a lot easier to adapt for an American audience than a novel would be. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, oh. Jinji Ito is such a visual, like a visual experience that it's different than, than there, a
2: book. I don't th- really think there's an there's an ease of it. I think it, it has to do more with demand than ease. Because I mean, no- novels get translated into other languages all the time. So you, you know what I mean? Well,
0: but I, I mean, in the sense that manga is probably translated a lot more often than like Japanese books are. At least yeah. that's what it seems uh, like. I'll, to me. I'll give
2: that to you for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah so that's yeah. Uh, that's probably part of it. Mm. I'm not going to say that there are not Japanese books that are translated. No, I'm just like, like, yeah, like yeah, Welcome to the NHK was you know, I, probably what, translated a lot. But. What I was going
2: to say like, popular books get translated in other languages like super super frequently, and I don't think publication companies have a problem with that. It's never a problem of ease of translation. It's a problem of demand. Well, of sorry. Translation. When I
0: said ease, I mean ease is in. Manga is visual. No, 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 I, no yeah. I know. I understand yeah. what you
2: mean, but what I'm saying is I just yeah. don't know how much of a demand there is for the original novel of The Ring that's when hard everyone to say. really yeah. wants to see the movie The Ring or the yeah. Japanese movie Ring You, You know what I mean? A lot of people don't probably even realize it's based on a book source material.
0: That's probably
3: that's
2: true. Oh, yeah,
0: no, I'm
3: 100% sure that most people I like, knew, know who've seen it don't even know a yeah. book exists.
2: Yeah. Most so people don't even probably. know the
3: Japanese version exists.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's true. That, that's kind of where yeah. my take on it is. It's just like that... They probably, Some don't, probably even just don't even know or care. Yeah,
0: yeah. They probably don't realize there's a book that it's based on. They mm-hmm. also probably don't even realize that there are sequels to that book. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. that's that's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but so let's get into the Japanese adaptation because that is obviously the first one. Yay! Um, and <laughs> it's I think it's y'all's favorite, yes. and I like it a lot. Don't get me wrong, I, I love the Japanese one, but I, I don't know. We'll get into why I like the American one, but. Um, let's first talk about this. As stated before, the first adaptation of the book was the Japanese film released in 1998. Uh, this version has some very important changes introduced, uh, that take the story in a different direction. The first change is the main character is a woman, uh, Reiko Azakawa, same last name, but uh, different first name, obviously. Uh, and that, uh, she has a young son, uh, Rikia. Uh, that is seemingly and at least partially psychic in some way. Uh, His father, who has taken the role and name of Ryuji Takayama and also has subtle psychic powers, although it's kind of hard to tell in the movie, but he does, uh, is still around occasionally, but him and Reiko are not together. The next change is the nature of Sadako's death. Sadako's mother, uh, Shizuko, was an exhibitionist psychic, but when a journalist called her a fake, Sadako killed him. Uh, After the horrible press from this, Shizuko uh, commits suicide, and Dr. Akuma, who was Shizuko's assistant and lover, is very distraught. He blames uh, Sadako for Shizuko's death and kills her by hitting her over the head and throwing her down a well. I only laughed a little bit because the sound effect of (laughs) him hitting her over the head is hilarious. It's straight off from Goldeneye. It's It's amazing. (laughs) It seriously is a fucking Goldeneye sound effect. Like, I think they literally took it from Goldeneye. Um, The next sequence of events are fairly similar as in the book. Reiko and Ryuji go to the well and find the body and bury it after a very intense bucket scene. Um, (laughs) This does not end the curse for Ryuji and Sadako comes out of the TV and kills him the next day uh reika realizes that she was spared because she made a copy and she makes Rikia, who had watched the tape earlier in the movie also make a copy to save himself so some changes obviously uh the yeah. biggest change obviously is having a female protagonist i think and obviously a lot of the origin story stuff for sadako is different mm-hmm. and that's that's a huge change of course yeah. too so I don't know. I think the changes, I'm not entirely sure why the changes were made, but maybe it was to make it a little bit more palatable. Um, Yeah. Just because how grisly like the book was. Uh, I'm not sure. And
3: especially as um, like just rape culture in Japan is very like frowned upon.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So that, yeah, so that's, Probably a change that they had to make to get it even like shown, mm-hmm. because like book, books are different. If this would be a visual medium, I said, yeah, yeah it that's the the way they handle a lot of anime.
0: It would have been very difficult to do it in a way that was easy to <laughs> easy to put on film. Yeah, there, there
2: have there is a very definite line for for un- and it's hard to talk about. But when it comes to depictions of rape and stuff like that, if it's not done in a very understated way if it's actually pr- actually shown at all it kind of becomes really disturbing and I yeah like a lot of times mm-hmm. if that happens I'll just turn the movie off yeah like there's a fucking movie called Strange days I fucking hate because it's gross like it has a rape scene in it it's fucking gross yeah and I fucking can't stand that movie uh the only other one that I know of off the top of my head. Other than like all of SVU, but again, very understated and deals with the point of we're yeah. going to fucking punish them for yeah, SVU this. SVU
0: has tanked, yeah. yeah, I think.
2: Um, the only other movie that I know that actually has a scene like that is called Once Upon a Time in America and it's a Sergio Leone film and there is a rape scene in it and it's Robert and, De Niro well, and I don't know how I feel about that one either, honestly. Perfect
0: Blue. I mean, we talked about Perfect Blue as well. Yeah. But, in Perfect yeah. Blue,
2: yeah, it's very hard to do and I'm not sure, I don't want to get Let's not get too sidetracked by this because it's really upsetting. But yeah, I think a lot of these, a lot of those changes were made to make it a little more palatable, yes. like you said. Right. But I think yeah. that the idea of making it not just a female protagonist, but also a mother protagonist with yes. a child, yeah. I think adds a little bit of depth to the main character yes. and to the overall story. Because we're talking about a child who was murdered and who's going to be more sympathetic and more trying to get to the bottom of it than a mother with her own child. Mm, that's incredibly true. You yes. know what I mean? And also a mother who not only she's sympathetic towards this other child, but she has her own child that also sees the tape. And it's like, oh, fuck. And then there becomes a enormous degree of urgency to actually figure out what the fuck. Yes. You know what There's I mean? raises
0: the stakes a lot more for an audience
2: yes. to get
0: interested yes. in. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit more, it's more relatable. It's a little bit more... Um, it gives it gets you emotional mm-hmm. a little bit more. Yeah. like it's it, it's it's more emotionally engaging. Uh, I also like the introduction of the father figure that's semi estranged, mm-hmm. and because that has a whole other dynamic. Because then the kid is more relatable to Sadako. Uh, like in, True. in that in that sense in that they're more they're more like similar characters and and just tying it back to what you said it's it makes Reiko the mother figure kind of understand because mm-hmm. he's kind of going through kind of a similar thing as far as like because they're both psychic and that whole thing mm-hmm. and like so it's you know it's all it's all tied together really well yeah
2: and I like that these kids uh in both versions we'll talk about the American version in a second but I like that the kids in both versions neither are overly Stephen King psychic. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, like, comically psychic. Leave
3: Stephen King psychic kids alone. (laughs) Yeah, He has nothing else to write.
2: They're just kind of mediums that, like, understand what's going on. Right, they
0: have, like, subtle... Prescience, mm-hmm. and they both yeah.
2: and, they, and both versions get really creepy kids to do it. Like the kid that plays yeah. in the Japanese version has such a big obsession with short shorts I'm oh like, who dressed you? Why did you do this yourself? That's, Stop it!
0: That's just young Japanese boys. <laughs> they just wear short shorts. Oh I guess. my god! Um, but yeah. no, but they're both both kids are creepy. Yeah, the they one really in, are. The, the Japanese version mm. very creepy. Mm. The American one, that kid who plays Aiden, got his mm.
2: eyes are just
1: <laughs> yeah, big he's Soul. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um. But then I think. I think that's some of the other things that I think are really interesting is just the overall. They kind of boil Sadako's background down a lot, which is good. Yeah, I think you know what I mean. They
0: I, it's not necessarily that they boiled down. It's more of that they they kind of twist it yeah. into a different path. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I, and I definitely like it because it's definitely
0: m- like an equally complicated background, but it's just different. Yeah. You know what I mean, well, I mean, it.
2: Yeah. I think that Ring Yu has the least complicated L of all of them.
0: I would agree with yeah. that because
2: yes. Ring Yu is very simple cuz unfortunately I know the reason why they had to change it for American audiences is just like I feel like you know performing psychics is a thing that we didn't really have an uh something not like a connected the, idea not for in the
0: same way and not really as as relatively recently as yeah. Japan did cuz we definitely had mm. like like uh you know um
2: Like carnivals and stuff with like psychics and palm readers.
0: Mediums and psychics, but that was more of like an 1800s thing. Yeah. And it was definitely more popular in Europe than it was in America. Mm. I don't know. I mean, we still have like
3: mediums going to places and scamming people out of money. Well, like
0: I said, it was definitely more popular in Europe than
2: it was in America. I mean, we still do too, but in America now they just get TV shows and they. Oh, yeah, no, they
1: get. You know what I mean? TV shows. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's just. That's how it works. But I feel like in Japan this is still. I think it's depicted as. Pretty much post war era, right? Being psychic in
3: Japan is depicted as being very, um, because it's quite a spiritual culture. Mm -hmm. It's less depicted as like, um, like here, you know, psychics are depicted as like scam artists or parlor tricks, stuff like that. Whereas there, it's very, um, oh, what's the word? Like it's a, it's a bit,
0: noble. It's more
2: revered, gotcha. definitely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so that that makes a little more sense as to why they made that change, and I, and I like it a lot yeah. because it it makes the story a lot easier to understand. Oh, definitely. Mother is psychic. Does does a bit. Everyone likes her for it. Daughter yeah. becomes psychic. She's also good at it. But then, a like, mother and daughter are accused. She's like, fuck you, and they decide, oh, shit, her powers are more powerful, and just kills a dude, and they're basically treated as pariahs, and mother kills herself. You know, that's all... Yes, there's a paranormal yeah. aspect to it, which is kind of convoluted, but the overall train of thought is very simple and, and see-through. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. very easy mm-hmm. thing to understand. And so when we get to the idea of her making a vengeful tape... Yeah, she's a psychic. Yeah, I guess she could do that. That doesn't need too much explanation. I get it. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that the Japanese version went, it's not simple, but it is simplified and it is made a little bit more consumable. By a regular audience Yes That either of the other two Including the American one Which everyone watched Which I don't know why Because it sucks Anyway (laughs)
0: Yeah (laughs) I I am gonna I'm gonna clap back So hard on you with this I seriously am Uh, Isaac You're gonna be Hashtag (laughs) cancelled Um I like I wish I wish America had more Exhibitionist psychics Honestly the, the, The I miss Derek He was my favorite Exhibitionist
3: psychic Derek Rest in peace, Derek Akora, the absolute mad lad.
0: Okay, yeah. See, we don't know. No <laughs> idea what you're yeah, talking yeah. to. Yeah, but but the British audience will probably know. Uh,
3: <laughs> he, they're, they're, at least three people will appreciate that. <laughs> also, I can't believe my dumbass until literally like now. Genuinely thought Doctor okuma was fucking Sadako's dad. My br- my yeah. dumbass brain was like, oh, it's her dad.
0: Yeah, but we, we when we did the first version of this episode, we also made that mistake. True. But we realized yeah. it when we were researching. Dr. Akuma is not her dad. Mm-hmm. Dr. Akuma is like... Kind of using her mom as, like, a way to, like, make money off of exhibitionist psychics. No. Uh, but is also, like, having an affair with her, uh, mm-hmm. but isn't her dad.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely
0: yeah, my,
3: not. D- yeah, my dumb ass. My dumb ass. Well, my dumb still, ass
2: we can... We, like I said, we thought she was her father. We can still defend the idea as being it's, like, a father figure yeah. that murders her yeah. In, yeah. In, in the movie. But it's not her father, and it's not... Now, when we watch it, knowing that she's not, and now that we know that she's not, or he's not her, her father, and everything, it doesn't make as much of a statement. It's really more that he hates her for just yes. what she did to to, to his yeah. his love interest. It's not so much yeah. any statement on fathers and he the family or anything all the like bad that. Things. Yeah, correct. he's just kind of a dick.
0: Yes, he is a huge piece of shit.
2: Um, and then that
0: apparently makes golden eye effects noises. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: here's what I like most about the Japanese version. I think the Japanese version, like I said, it's, it's, it's it's kind of downplayed. It doesn't yes. have a lot of spooky it's effects. It's very understated. It's, it's very nice. Uh, it's easy to understand. Um, and I like that it builds suspense very well through the first half. And, um, there is a lot of, there is not as much researching and stuff as there is in the American version. It, it builds suspense very well, but it's not as boring. I feel like, I feel like it's a little bit shorter and it, is a lot more point by point. These are the important parts of the story. Yeah. And um, mm. the scary parts are scary. The the regular parts are equally unnerving. There, there is a, is a, There's a good amount of eeriness to yeah. just the regular dialogue scenes yes. and stuff.
1: I
0: think we agreed last time, and I still agree with this, that the video in the Japanese version is the scarier yeah, one. Yeah,
2: and I do like the video in the Japanese one as well. It definitely has a lot less blatant student film imagery ind- Imagery, which is even what they say in the yeah, American version. The American student, like student film, is. film energy, and it's just like, well, why did you make it like that? You're the one that made it, writers of hey, this yeah. film. Fuck you. But well, the one- it's also just
0: because Noah's like a big, like, like camera know, head, and I he's know. just like fucking pretentious as shit. And I'm glad he dies. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but anyway, oh yeah, he's like, he's like, he's the kind of bloke that would say pure kino and mean uh, it like uh, on stupid, stupid haircut,
2: having ass. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, the the, the video
3: likes red letter media
2: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the, the, the tape itself is a lot more unnerving and a lot more abstract and I like that a lot too and so I like that the first part of the film is really good in every way, and then you get to the bucket scene, <laughs> and you're just like, "What is this?" Okay, so it is a good five minutes of them just uh, hoisting buckets of water out of the well to drain it in order to find <laughs> Sadako's body, and I'm like, "Okay, this was not necessary." And you get bored by like minute two, but then you're just like, well, "They're gonna, they're gonna keep going." Yeah, they're no, this is really unrealistic. <laughs> if you haven't seen the
0: Japanese one, like, "Fuck this." scene is way too long. (laughs) Like, it's, It's, like, literally, like, ten minutes of them emptying buckets. It's the time it (laughs) would take you to actually um... empty out
2: the bottom of a well. No, because that would take, like, five hours. Uh,
0: Is it, like, the
3: the Haruhi, like, it's the equivalent of it would be like that. The endless eight, like, series, the endless yeah. eight.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Oh, kill me.
2: Yeah, yeah the, the, can we never never talk about that again ever, please? I actually
0: like the endless eight episodes. Shut but up. Yeah, I know, I know, but I fuck the endless eight. Fuck the endless well scene. See, um, I'm not trying to be contrarian. I actually do like those episodes. Fine, but... <laughs> just
2: leave me out of it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, no. But the well scene just. Oh God! It gives me so many emotions as I watch it, and now when I rewatch it, I'm like, "This is the funniest shit on the planet." I love how that they were able to put this in a serious horror film, and no one told them to edit it down. They were just like, "No, this belongs here," and someone was like, "You're right, print it," and they did, and it's awesome, and I love it. <laughs> oh. And then, but that leads up to you get this like weird moment of I don't know if it was intentional or not, uh, comedy relief, but then you get what I think is the scariest death of. Ryuji, correct, is his name? Uh, yeah. Ch- yeah. yeah. Ryuji's death is way cooler than Noah's death in the American version. I love the effects, and um, the way that she looks coming out of the TV is so fucking scary. And her just crab oh, walking yeah. around the room, and just... It's in a much more enclosed space in, than the American that is version. True, yes. It's yes. He has nowhere to go right i love it he's literally
0: just fucking trapped in his tiny apartment <laughs> and i yeah. also love
2: that you can see the fingernails having been stripped off you know that, that little details in how sadoko yeah. sadako appears in the japanese one really gets me because they they allude to it in the american one that she rips off her fingernails trying to climb out of the well right but then they actually show you mm. that in like a really kind of grisly detail like when she's crawling out of the TV in the Japanese version, and I love that. They, so, I mean,
0: they sort of show that in the, in the American one too, but we'll get into it. Yeah, just not
2: a, just not in the same way. And I just really, really like the way that that scene is done that in the particular Japanese version. Detail
0: is done better. Yes. Yeah,
2: and just that yeah. whole scene pushes the Japanese one ring you over the top for me from the Japan or from the American version.
0: I get it. I understand but now we're going to talk about the american version <laughs> because i have to talk about it uh and i and like i said blasphemy i know to a lot of people but i actually like the american version the most and i i mean you, you, it's you probably because it's the first you one i like saw
3: you want.
0: Yeah. i guess and it's the one that like as a memory for a kid for me it actually legitimately scared me a lot and that just sticks with you sometimes mm. and yeah. um we'll get into it but so The American adaptation in 2002 is probably the most successful version of the story. It adds a lot of minute details that I personally enjoy, and I think it's the most fleshed out version. Uh, The story is fairly similar to the Japanese adaptation from 1998. The names have obviously been changed to be more American, more Western. Uh, Reiko becomes Rachel. uh, Rikia becomes Aiden. Sadako becomes Samara, which is not really American, but it's something. And Ryuji becomes Noah. Uh, one of the key differences is the death of Samara. Samara's mother, Anna, is not psychic, but is actually a horse breeder. Uh, so Samara, Samara is
2: uh, psych- Those are the same things. Yes,
0: exactly <laughs> yeah. the same thing. Uh, Samara is psychic and uses her powers to make the tape, just like Sadako. Samara is not killed by her father or the equivalent to Dr. Akuma, but her mother. Uh, there are a few additions other than this, but. Um, but uh, they're not huge. Uh, the ring is more deliberately paced than the Japanese version, and it is longer. Uh, whether this is a detriment or not is debatable. Um. So I think that's a large part of why I like the the American version is because I know that's the thing that you don't like about it is that it seems like it takes forever, but I like the more deliberate pacing of it. I I, I think that's what it is for me. And I know that deliberate pacing alone is not enough to enjoy something, but I feel like the build up to it and the the realizations and the revelations that they make at the end of the film are really good because of that,
2: personally. My opinion on it is that I think... The, that ring you is a really good horror movie. I think that mm. the ring is a good film. Not necessarily a horror film. I get you. I understand Personally, that. I don't get too much horror. It's more it's kind of like fucking Changeling with with George C. Scott. That's it's, there's there's it's a lot to that actually. It's not super yeah. scary. It's just all investigation. And I mean there's aspects of it that are scary. But overall, it's not, I don't feel like it's a horror film. I felt like that when I was watching it this morning. I'm just like, this is a good film. It's a good story. I enjoy it. There's nothing bad about it. It's boring the shit out of me at points. <laughs> but it's a good film. But like I said, it's not what I, I, I like Ring you because it's a little more visceral. It has a little bit more of a tension to it that I like. Yeah. This one feels kind of like it was, it it could just be a regular drama. You know? I
0: agree with that. I, I, I will. I will say that. Yes, I feel like it is a lot more of a mystery movie than it is a horror movie. But the horror elements in it, I, I think, are really good. Mm. Like, personally, like I think, I think there's a lot of great stuff in it, and there's a lot of great horror things that this movie introduced that, like a lot of American horror movies after this took from the ring
1: personally. Mm, Yeah. Like
0: there's a lot of stuff like the, the transporting of the, of the antagonist and, you know, of like a ghost having like teleporting abilities. Like that's a lot of things that were, that they used a lot in like later, like, like horror films, like American horror films that I I think that they got a lot from the ring, even though that's not exclusive to the ring. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the first movie to do that. It was the first one that got huge that did that sort of thing. I feel like, um, but I I don't know. The, the, The thing about it is I, there's just a lot of stuff I like about it I think that it, I really enjoy.
2: And correct me if I'm wrong on this, y'all, but I mean, I feel like it might have been the first really, really big horror film of the aughts. I don't really know because it, it, it,
3: it kind of was
2: like super big, like Blair Witch. Final Witchwood. Destination. I don't, but that's not really a horror film. That's kind of like in the same vein as Scream. It's not like horror. It's kind of like campy.
0: We covered Scream.
2: Yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> in the same way, Scream isn't necessarily horror. It's just kind of like slasher fun. Final Destination is just kinda like Dawson's Creek turned horror film. It's not it's not <laughs> it's not a serious horror film. Like if you put if I, you put I, fin- agree, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, you put like,
3: final final Destination-, Destination, none of them were meant to be serious, I don't think. Yeah. I think they were all meant to be tongue in cheek, which people put a lot of thing on them as a serious thing when when they're really yeah. clearly not. Whereas this is this is meant to be serious. Yes, Because, I
2: mean, like, yeah, like, you put Final Destination on, on the shelf next to, like, let's say, Let the Right One In, and you're like, pick the horror movie, and you're like, yeah, yeah it's Let the Right it's Let One the In. because right yeah, yeah, that's you're, like a psychological horror yeah, film. Yeah. Final Destination is like the cast of a Nickelodeon TV show <laughs> yeah. getting killed accidentally. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing about
0: that. Part part of it is it suffers from that era of yes, movies <laughs> that we've talked about that we hate, that is like the late 90s and the early 2000s,
3: yes.
2: where they all suck. Um, and that's why I'm saying, Ooh, I think the... Ring might be the we first.
3: Love, we love a good shitty remake. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm saying, I think The Ring is definitely like the first of that era that blew up in right. this way. Like Similar to how of, yeah. Blair Witch did in the 90s. Yes. Because it was just like, it took everyone, like, took america by storm
0: <laughs> please don't ever say that again uh especially not like that but like i felt like the ring was the david ver-
3: lynch was originally meant to direct it i'm
0: sorry we'll get into fucking who directed it in just a second but uh <laughs> the ring i think oh. was like the first film that kind of broke out of that era that was actually watchable um, that wasn't like complete dog shit, no. you know, uh, that like, yeah. OK, maybe we've broken the cycle of really shitty fucking horror movies. <laughs> uh, and I, I feel like it was like the first one that it's like, OK, now we can start making real movies mm-hmm. again. Um, but yes, now we can directed really shit. <laughs> <laughs> directed by Gore Verbinski, who later went on to do the Pirates of the Caribbean films. <laughs> he
2: was meant to do the Bioshock
0: <laughs> movie. <laughs> and also scored by Hans Zimmer. Yep. Also scored by Hans
2: Zimmer. And we talked about this before in our old episode, that yes. the score is very, almost non-existent in the ring. Like no, it's
0: not. It, it is. It's very good. Like, you pay attention to the score again. It's actually
2: really well see, done. See, I don't... I, that's one thing I don't remember about it's it. It's
0: more understated than a lot of uh, it's Hans Zimmer stuff. super un- understated. Yeah. And yeah. Not,
2: and i totally had forgotten that it was Hans zimmer that did it because i don't really recognize music in it very much you're not really paying attention to the music you're paying attention to the story
0: it's not like a lot of anthemic stuff that he does like the pirates of the caribbean stuff but i feel like it's the way it's understated works for the film a lot better like it has a lot there's a lot of like kind of mysterious piano stuff in Mm -hmm. it that i like a lot and and i don't know like yeah
2: didn't you also say that gore verbinski did some bad religion like music videos
3: yeah, he did. Yes. he was meant to do the Bioshock film as well. Was he really? And <laughs> yes. And that never fucking Aww. happened. And I'm so glad it never yeah, happened. Yeah. Uh,
0: who the hell knows what Gorevobinsky would have done with that? But
2: I think. But I think the reason I mentioned that is just because there's that uh, that Easter egg of uh, that bad religion sticker being in Noah's locker. Yes. And so Gorevobinsky yeah. was just which having exactly, a big laugh about that. Yes, which is,
0: is exactly <laughs> the same thing we talked about the first time we did this exactly. episode. But you know, yeah, you, know, you gotta you gotta tread over the all same the ground. All the hits. All the hits. We gotta did
2: we you? gotta hit all
3: the
0: Point.
3: Could, could you imagine if david lynch had fucking directed it though
2: i couldn't watch it it would just be dune all over again i wouldn't be uh, able to watch it it'd be fu- oh god damn it <laughs>
1: wait did he I do just, the 1984
2: dune
0: yes he did that's, he did what, the that's the why 1984 i don't really
2: dune. like it that much yes. yeah that's yeah. why i don't like it
1: that
3: much yeah um, Oh man i'd have probably really enjoyed it if, if lynch I, i'm had sure you it.
2: would have <laughs> Fine. I can tell you. I'm that... the wrong one for thinking David Lynch is up his own ass and shit. You,
3: like no, un- okay? mm. you like Mahal Drive. Okay? You like Maholland Drive. I can understand why you think that about Lynch. I am just a, I'm just a Lynch fan. There's a lot of I'd, Lynch I'd stuff I'd that David I enjoy.
0: <laughs> I enjoy Twin Peaks. I love Maholland Drive. I enjoy Eraserhead in a weird way. I've never
2: seen Blue Elephant Velvet.
3: Man's great.
2: I hate Blue Velvet and I hate Eraserhead, and that kind of taints the rest of his filmography. I don't like, of one, I don't movie.
0: like his version of Dune, but
2: and know. I can't. Re- I don't even remember his that version, version of Dune Dune
3: is so
0: weird. I appreciate. I
3: it. I just
2: don't origi- like even remember it. Like my quintessential version of Dune is, is the mini on the Sci-Fi, B- the BBC
0: one. Was or it or BBC
2: or, the... or Sci-Fi?
0: The two 2000- thousand. You're talking about the two thousand one, right? The one. Mm, yeah. yeah. I th- What's that, BBC? I can't remember. Well,
2: this isn't a Dune podcast. We should stop talking about it. But... <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't get, don't get me started there, Dune. Fuck. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I think where the American Ring loses me is kind of in the background of Samara. I just don't think it's yeah. as compelling personally
0: it is it's a little bit more convoluted
2: and that i'll it, say that and that's connected to the the videotape the videotape is filled with all these clues and investigative stuff and that's her mother and look there's no camera and look there's a centipede we found a centipede in the father's house holy <laughs> shit that has to mean something. like all these little, they made it more of a plot device than just fucking scary and I think that's why Ring U excelled, in my opinion, is because the the movie is fucking scary. Whereas in this one, it was a jumping-off point for so many of the little pieces of the film that followed them watching the film. Which isn't to say that's bad, but it made the film less scary now? Like, I feel like if I watch, if I watch the Ring U film, or the tape, just on its own, I'm like, wow, that's fucking creepy. If I watch the one from... The American version just on its own, because they have that as like an extra on the DVD, which so you can just watch the the tape itself. Right. If I watch it on its own, I'm just like, these are all just plot points in the movie. This isn't scary to me anymore. It's only scary if you're scared of maggots.
3: it, you, it always felt to me like some stupid, like stu- edgy student film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is <laughs> like, well, like we co- said. College kid student film that they think is like the best.
2: And so, But the only thing I'll say is, so it it kind of takes from the Japanese one in one specific way. In the Japanese one, it has Towel Man, which is actually how he's referred to in yeah. the wiki from what I, I've I read. Like, I
0: like Towel Man. Yeah,
2: yeah which it, I don't know. And he's not like a reference to any kind of cultural figure or anything. I tried looking up to see if he was like some sort of allegorical thing in Japanese folklore. He's not really, he's just a man with a towel on his head, but he is, he's a clue in the film. That's like pointing very menacingly, but later, uh, Raiko, Hallucinates him pointing to the copy of the tape. That's how she realizes what she did differently right. than, mm. um, than her counterpart.
0: Rachel, uh, who yeah. kind of comes to that realization Correct. on her
2: own. And so they kind of took that idea of the tape holding clues in the American version. They kind of took that, but they little went a little hog wild with it. Which is fine. There's nothing I will, wrong with I will, it. But... I will
0: take the Blair Witch route on this again and say that if it was the first time you saw it, it's a little bit more compelling because the events on the tape are unfolding as you watch it, mm-hmm. and it's a little mm-hmm. bit more compelling if you think of it in that way. Mm-hmm. The only thing I will say about the tape is the CGI in it did not age well.
2: It does not. <laughs> it did not age well. Specifically, that centipede. Because
0: I watched it again. <laughs> you know, I watched it again very recently for this episode, and I'm just like. That don't look good. <laughs> it doesn't,
2: it's, and that's another. Thing. Yeah, the, the one in Ring U holds up. Yes, the effects that's in it true. hold up. Yeah. This yeah. one does not. It does. The, the latter falling is comical. Oh god, the, it's hilarious. The fucking the centipede is stupid. Yes. Um, the the only like cringy part is definitely the nail going through the finger. That e, part is yes. is iffy, and they don't really show a good version of it. Really in the in the American version, mm. I think one thing I forgot, kind of the context behind is why was the fly important.
0: Because her body is covered in flies. Is that what it was? Yes. But the, why fly, yeah. the fly is kind of a uh, it's kind little things from the the tape kind of guide her to the correct story mm-hmm. and the correct thing throughout. So like the But why for, was the
2: fly alive still on the tape?
0: Because the tape is like a uh, a, a psychic manifestation. Oh, so the, okay. So, because Samara is trying to gr- guide Rachel and Noah uh, to the right answer the whole time with right. little, little things, mm-hmm. like when uh, she takes the the. Um, the thing out of her mouth that's like the one of those it's, things I thought that was
2: like this. Oh, that's right. No. It's yeah. one of
0: those things that you use for like uh, testing like heart rates and or like, you know, the things I forget what you call The it. sensors that mm-hmm. you put on somebody when they're you're testing them mm-hmm. for like neurological stuff And mm-hmm. then also the fly leads Noah to the the records room remember? Because there's a fly on the door of the records room and it's leading him to the correct door Oh, so I missed that part. Yes. Oh shit, I yeah. didn't even notice it's, that part. It's little things like that, yeah. which is why I like the American no, one. No, that's good. No, yes. I, 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 yeah. there's nothing. about Like I said, I'm not
2: wholly shitting on it. It just yeah. it bores the shit out of me. Yeah, me. but I'm saying it's, <laughs>
0: that's it's there's subtle things in it that are yeah. good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like the thing is about the American one is there's so much subtle stuff that it's kind of hard to catch some of it because the story is so convoluted.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talked about. I went at length about the death of Ryuji in the old one in the in the Japanese one. The death of Noah in this one you really seem to like.
3: I liked it a lot. Oh yeah, no, I
0: I appreciate
2: Noah's. Do you like that one as well?
0: Fuck Noah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you don't necessarily appreciate the scene. You appreciate the death no, of the I character. No, I think the scene's really good.
0: I think the scene's really good because uh, they she's kind of progressively coming out of the well through the whole movie, like at the end of the tape, because when Aiden watches it, she's a little bit more out of the well mm-hmm. each yeah. time. And then when she finally comes out of the well, like because you don't quite understand what's happening until she comes out of the well at the end. Like her body comes out. Yeah. And you're like... Oh, that's what that is. Mm-hmm. And then like and, and then when she comes through the TV, when she finally comes through the TV and he falls backwards like what the fuck. Yeah. That is terrifying, honestly.
2: I think I it might just be the yeah. effects that kind of got me cuz watching it again, I was like the effects on this aren't great. Yeah.
0: But, but it's, it's, kind of, it's still
2: good. I mean, it's kind
0: of like TV flickering, though. That's kind of like true. what it's supposed to yeah. be. And it kind of fits with the theme and the kind of thing that they've introduced. Yes, it's maybe a little cheesy now, <laughs> but that's probably because it's been overdone at this point. Mm-hmm, you know, true. Uh, I don't know. I think it's it's still good just because it was, you know, one of the first ones to do that sort of thing effectively. Uh, but I don't know. I like it.
1: Mm.
0: I think it's good. Mm.
3: I just like his death because
0: Noah's a dickhead. That's, uh, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Uh, I don't like him that much.
2: Noah does suck. Yeah, Noah is a bargain bin Ben Affleck because he would not be in this movie. And he, bargain he sucks. Bargain
0: bin Ben Affleck. It's, uh, it almost rolls off the tongue in, a, in an interesting way. Oh, it does. Bargain bin Ben Affleck.
2: Yeah, say that five times oh. fast. <laughs> but one of the most memorable and... Frightening and interesting images in both Ring-Yu and The Ring is the depiction of Sadako or Samara. The depiction of her ghostly form slithering out of the well is easily among the most disturbing parts of the cursed VHS that dooms people within seven days of viewing it.
0: Most definitely.
2: Her appearance (laughs) is far more culturally significant in the original artwork and Ring-Yu, however, because Sadako's appearance is one of the most recognized forms of ghosts, or Yuri, in Japanese folklore. The long white robes she wears... Uh, were traditional funeral attire for members of the Shinto faith during the Edo period in Japan between 1603 and 1868. White symbolizes- This is
0: now a history podcast. Correct.
2: <laughs> White symbolizes purity, and the color was reserved for the dead and men- members of the clergy. This specific depiction of a Yuri is further influenced by a painting called The Ghost of Oyuki, a piece painted in 1750 by a Japanese painter... Mariyama, Okyo. Nailed it. I'm doing my best <laughs> <laughs> to pronounce the Japanese properly. names
3: are hard. <laughs> just names in general are hard. True.
2: To <laughs> this artwork depicts a pale woman with long black hair in white robes with no lower body. Okio was said to have awoken to a vision of this ghostly apparition at the foot of his bed. And once the specter faded away, he immediately went to work painting the vision he had just witnessed. The legend surrounding the painting of this artwork says that Okio was enraptured by a woman that worked at a lo- local geisha house where he lived in Otsu City. The woman died young, and the artist took her death very hard. Her name was Oyu- Ugh, Excuse me. Her name was Oyuki and it was her ghostly visage he painted in 1750. Due to his reputation as Japan's preeminent naturalist painter at the time who stressed direct observation of subjects and details to produce the most realistic artwork possible, the Ghost of Ayuki became an extremely influential piece of art. People believe that if Okyo painted a Yuri in such a fashion, that it is n- this is no doubt how ghosts actually appeared, and it became a lasting fixture in Japanese horror and folklore. And what we see in both Yu and its adaptations in The Ring and parodies and everything following, is that's exactly what Sadako or Samara is depicted exactly. like. Exactly. Long white robes, mm. uh, really long dark hair, which again is something that's tied to... Uh, funerals in the Shinto religion women normally wore their hair up but when they were mourning they would wear it down that was the difference and they normally wouldn't cut their hair that's why it's really long but again he so he saw basically Samara at the foot of his bed and everyone was like he only paints what he sees so that has to be what ghosts look like and so it's become the most enduring vision of like what ghosts are in Japanese culture since the 1700s
0: yeah there's also a Like in Mexico, there is the La Llorona, which is very similar looking Mm. to to this kind of ghost uh, depiction.
2: In in my research, yeah, he even said that, you know, um, one of the biggest things that Okio portrayed a Yuri as that is a lasting fixture of... um, Eastern ghosts Is that They don't have Lower bodies Like they don't have feet
0: They're just kind of Floating Yeah and I mean Obviously
2: in the ring It doesn't show that Uh, And it's more just The image of her As a whole That I feel like They kind of took And ran with Because she definitely Um,
0: Has feet
2: mm -hmm, Yeah she has feet In this one But apparently Like he's not the first One to depict them Like that There was a depiction Of that like You know Way before Of ghosts not having Feet And I mean We do that too Yeah You you know It's The I feel like ideas of ghosts are very culturally universal to a certain degree. Like everyone kind of feels like we have ghostly apparitions that don't have feet. We also have young women that have died. And I, I, I mean, there are, I think, countless. I remember there's a Korean... Uh, there's like a street in... No, I think it's a street in the Philippines that is haunted by a woman in long a long white robe with long dark hair. And she's like wandering around. I feel like she was a victim of like an assault. And was, and she like crawled her way across a freeway to like a, a bathroom and died. And now she haunts this specific street. I'd have to look it up. It's been a long time since I read that folklore. But I want to say that's in the Philippines, or Korea or something like that. So there's a lot of cultural like similarities between Philippines
0: and Korea are very, very know, far but, apart I know I know that but
2: what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. it's it, in that part of the world I just can't remember where that, that folklore originated from because like it was on the ghost in, in the machine that that po- that website that I really enjoy reading oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that talks about a lot of urban legends and stuff yes. so feel free to very go, good website. Go, yeah, yes. go over there and figure yeah. out which one I'm talking about because yeah. <laughs> I don't have <laughs> it pulled up on my phone Um, but I really love that Um, the author of the original book what was his name again uh, Koji Suzuki. Yeah, I really love that Suzuki uh, took one of the most recognized forms of a ghost in Japanese culture and kind of twisted it and made it something completely new. Because it's easy to just write a ghost story and have it, especially like if we wrote a ghost story in America of just like, you know, the the big white sheet, like or the Lego man, you know, the glow-in-the-dark Lego man, <laughs> yeah. just the, the, the bargain <laughs> basement ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Making that scary in any way would be a feat. So, making like just a really classical 1700s interpretation of a ghost scary again in the Japanese culture must have been really like pretty big well, it feat. Wouldn't, it
0: wouldn't be a feat because she doesn't have feet. Ah! But,
2: ah <laughs> I made it funny! <laughs> uh, and the other thing that I really think is interesting is uh, the origin of Sadako as well. Um, not just the way that she appears, but also her origin story, like being thrown down the well, is also a really known or really well-known Japanese uh, ghost story. Uh, and some of the research said that they kind of credit her with being an amalgam of two different Japanese ghost stories. So uh, from what I understand, um, a lot of people credit her having like one misshapen eye to one uh, really well-known ghost story in Japan, which is the story of Oiwa? Oiwa. Oiwa? O-I-W-A. I believe since it's O-I-wa, all yeah. syllabic, it's... Oiwa? Oiwa? Yeah, Oiwa. Yeah. Yeah, Oiwa? Um, O-I-wa? It's, it, it's a story of a... Um...
0: Let's all say it with a question mark. Right <laughs> <there.
2: laughs> <laughs> it's a story of a samurai uh, caught in a love triangle and... Uh, this one, is the
0: plates one,
1: right? No, this
2: isn't the plates one. Oh, this okay. is the one uh, where, because in the Japanese version, one of her eyes is all misshapen and weird looking. And that's when okay. she's like looking mm-hmm. down at uh, Ryuji with as he as she kills him. Right. Um, that's taken from the, the story of Oyo, which is a really old, like well-known play in Japan. And again, uh, I don't know. I haven't read the full play. It's like a five act play. It's okay. So it's pretty long. It's okay. But, uh, it that's, kinda,
0: that's too much research for us. It, <laughs> you know, it's centered around
2: a love triangle with a samurai and two women. And one of the women uh, is jealous of the other. And she poisons like a face cream. And she gives it to that woman. And she uses a face right. cream. And she becomes yes, really okay. deformed. This and yes. then she's like, uh, she, I, I can't remember if she kills herself or is murdered. But then anyway, she becomes back as a as a vengeful ghost. And she has a misshapen face yeah, because of the face It's interesting
0: because, yeah, the the American one doesn't take the misshapen face yeah. thing.
2: The only thing the American one takes is kind of the same thing that Ring Yu takes from is a story called The Dish, is how some people uh, refer to it, um, Okiku. Oik- o- 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 Okiku is the name of the of the woman herself. Uh, this one I know a little bit more about personally and it's usually it's it 's presented as just a regular ghost story or again it 's kind of like a play but it 's about a servant in a really well to do household uh in Japan kind of in in the Edo period in like the you know it's still the feudal period in japan and so mm-hmm. she's a servant. And at one point, she breaks one of ten ceremonial plates that they have, Mm -hmm. that the family has. And as punishment, the family throws her down a well, killing her. And so what is really uh, well-known in Japan and is referenced in a lot of media, including Kentama, which is where I first learned about this, (laughs) is that they have a ghost story of a ghost that goes around, and it's usually in... um, like, you know, in more well-to-do areas from what I understand, and is used in some, like, tests of courage and stuff like that. They have ghosts wandering around that are counting from one to nine, because it's the ghost of the servant that is looking for the missing plate. plate, And when she gets to ten, she's supposed to either kill the victim, or let out a really big scream, or basically do all all the things. All the things are done. Complete chaos. The
0: end of Poltergeist. Yes.
2: (laughs) I know. I just thought that was interesting, too, that not only did he take a very well-known image for how a ghost looks in Japan, but he also took a couple of aspects of really known ghost stories in Japan and made something totally new that's not the same, but uses imagery that culturally is significant and, like, for probably the Japanese culture, immediately recognizable. Yes, totally. Which definitely Mm -hmm. lends itself to why this property became popular over there and why we then felt the need to actually make our own because a lot of that stuff doesn't it doesn't <laughs> apply to us yeah, exactly. we don't yes. have anything similar like american ghost stories and japanese ghost stories are very different yeah
0: <laughs> first of all all very fascinating stuff mm-hmm. uh second of mm. all great research by the way because that, that all ties together really well like with with the actual story and mm-hmm. like the origin story and that all makes complete sense mm-hmm. now like, it's it's kind of confusing if you're not steeped in that, the cultural stories, mm-hmm. but once you kind of learn about all that, it makes a lot more sense, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like it's out of a fucking vacuum. Yeah, you know? it, it's definitely, yeah.
2: it definitely wasn't written just, yeah, he didn't just make it up one day. Yeah. It's it's kind of like, oh, gosh. I don't know of an American, uh, American equivalent, or even a British equivalent, of There's something that's of, like... like
0: Archetypes in American literature. And yeah, I guess American. like Wolfman, Wolfman yeah.
2: stuff like that. Wolfman would probably be. Well, even that's an American, uh, an European thing though. Oh, like the the werewolf that that comes from like ancient European stuff. I'm trying to think of something quintessentially American.
0: Uh, there isn't a whole lot of stuff that's quintessentially American, but yeah. definitely like the hero on a great journey type thing. You know, like you know, like the Odyssey, and there's a lot of versions of the Odyssey out there. Uh, you know, like or brother out or where our town?
1: Yeah. For instance, <laughs> yeah, but that's,
0: yeah. that's the weirdest version me. Okay? <laughs> I love that movie. It's so good. It's
3: great, but I never worked out how <laughs> it was related to it. Until... Well, because they had the sirens. Like a year ago. Yeah, they mm. had the
0: sirens, and they had the, John Goodman, who was the Cyclops, and all
2: that sort of stuff, yeah. It I was, guess in a... It, it
3: was only, like, a year ago when I worked out it was related. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> in a weird way, I guess it kind of ties back into Blair Witch. Blair Witch might have a similar idea to it, because, I mean, they took aspects of American culture and made, like, an idea... Yeah. of a ghost story totally. just in a lot worse of a fashion than The yeah. Ring did.
0: I hate how much we're talking about that movie this episode.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it's just fresh <laughs> on our brain, that's yeah, all. Yeah, it's fresh.
0: It's fresh, but yeah, it's also, I mean, there's some relation to it because of the proximity to all of these other mm-hmm. adaptations of, yeah. of, of Ring. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just really fascinating mm-hmm. information that's all just really good stuff mm-hmm. um, and yeah. great to know like for the context of the story. Um, but let's, let's start talking about some themes that are, like, present throughout every version. Um, and I think, like, one of the, kind of, like, the thing that you initially, like, I think the most, like, surface level theme that you see through all of them is, like, the dangers of technology or like our reliance on technology and that sort of thing. And like how we like view like television and video and all that sort of stuff. So I I would say one of the things throughout all versions of the story is an aversion to or maybe the lessons of the dangers of technology and our reliance on it in some versions. This seems more forced than others, especially in the American adaptation. Uh, I would say that's like the most like they beat you over the head with it. Honestly, Mm. like I was because that whole scene where she's like looking in other people's windows and like they're just watching TV. I that's one of the things about the American version that I don't like. Mm. I think it's like it's too like too like supposed to be like like we live in a society, (laughs) you know? Uh, Oh fuck! uh, Like honestly, it it is like if you look at it from that point of view, like how much it's like oh TV's
2: bad. (laughs) Honestly, the biggest thing that i got was i guess with technology it's easier to transmit ideas and like what i kept thinking that the ring was to me like the videotape itself just feels like one of those chain letters or like twitter posts it's like repost this within five minutes to <laughs> 50 different people or you're yeah. gonna die or the old emails that you got that was like send this to at least 10 different people or you're gonna die right this is an early version of that essentially and i mean they've had those for ever since the internet was invented yes. and it's just mm. it's just an actual physical medium of it like actually giving a tape to someone watching it which i mean in the days of vhs you know, more that's what you would th- is what you did. You're yeah. like, I, I taped this really cool thing or I taped the game here, you know, take this. Yes. And so there's a lot of trading of VHSs going on. Yes. So it totally makes sense to me. I miss tape swaps. Yeah, I guess I know. they I... exist now um, again, but yeah.
3: <laughs> and I'm just home recording in general, mm. just- how many blank VHS tapes do you see at, like, thrift stores, and you're like, ooh, is that going to be cursed? Yeah, yeah. Right. Is that going to mm-hmm. be, like, someone's homemade porn, or is it going to be, like, yeah. Granny's funeral?
0: And, no and I knows. mean, part of that is because of this whole franchise, is that kind of implants that idea into you, like, like, oh, I'm watching somebody else's tape. I don't know what the fuck's on it.
2: I also wonder if maybe, just maybe, the author of the book Went to a thrift store one day, picked up the wrong VHS, put took it home, and yet somebody else's homemade porn. He's like, "This is cursed as fuck.
1: I hate this.
2: I never wanted to see this man dry dogging on top of a plush lizard while three different people watched and poured Coca Cola into the nostrils of a under the- a woman that's hanging that was- upside down." Stop. While-
0: <laughs> that, first of all, you just made a brand new sentence, and I fucking hate it. Second of all, what the fuck's wrong with
1: you? That yeah, would be a cursed video
3: test. The, the best modern example I can tell like I can give y'all of like the dangers of having to do of like blank VHS tapes is a uh, is literally Red Letter Media's blank VHS tape series at the moment where they watch all these blank VHS tapes and it's like, oh like they make a Jenga tower of them and whoever loses is the winner.
0: Whoever loses is the winner.
3: So their pile of tapes that they've picked out of this Jenga, like Jenga-like tower of VHS tapes, and they're all blank, so you don't know what they are. Like, they're the winner because they have to make people watch all these horrible tapes. Oh, God. And, like, there there have been some very interesting... Choices. One of them is like
0: BDSM exercise
3: oh, or something like that. Great,
2: I wasn't too far off.
0: Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic story. That's not really that great that I have. Uh, I a couple of years ago I bought an RCA uh, video camcorder that does, that records to full size VHS tapes. That also makes it a V VCR uh, player mm. at Goodwill for five dollars. It already had a tape in it, blank tape in it. And it's literally just a video of a guy's dog and it's fantastic. But I did have to tape over it.
2: But yeah, and we and but all of us at that time, you know, thought it was like, Oh, what, what could this yeah, be? Yeah, I mean, you're like, literally. Oh, there could be some fucking creepy shit on him, man
0: And it's just like him testing the camcorder yeah. and that's it.
2: <laughs> yeah. And um like I said, too so to a certain degree we've lost that due to the fact that easily recordable media is gone. Like you can make DVDs, but it's fucking hard. There's...
3: Even now, it's hard, like it's still hard to find like blank DVDs.
0: And yeah. No, I think this is totally still a thing because memes exist. No, that's what. That's, no, that's
2: where I was going that's with the this. Thing,
0: is she share memes?
2: Exactly. That's where it's I was same, going with yeah. this. is it like
0: memes of the new VHS?
3: Well,
2: actually, hard media is is hard to like reproduce hard at media, this point. Yes, yeah, I agree. The mm-hmm. only thing I, I could see someone having like a cursed flash drive. You know what I mean? Although
0: hard media could just be another name for porn, and that's easy to share. Oh.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. like maybe a cursed flash drive or cursed SD card kind of could be, like, a thing. I would burn but... that
0: so quick. I'd be like, don't give that shit to me. I'd <laughs> slap it out of their hands.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, but but now definitely things are spread faster on the Internet, and it does make you think. And I feel like a lot of copypastas and a lot of that type of Internet culture of, like, the no-sleep Reddit, the uh, mm. stuff like that, where yeah. it's stuff purported to be true, but it's really kind of, either like an augmented reality game or just like just completely false but yeah. meant to be just very unsettling all that stuff kind of definitely has a rise from the popularity of the ring and everything like that and i never yeah. really i never really got an aversion to tech technology vibe from the ring specifically i guess i could see what you mean with her watching like oh everyone's just watching tv but i mean ever since tv's been invented there's been like, cr- people critical of TV. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. we know TV rots our brains. We're still going to watch it. Fuck you, Saturday morning cartoon. But you see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it,
0: it kind of has sort of a high horse vibe about it, like, yeah. uh, about TV. And I'm just like, stop. You're not making any statement here. But it's also could just be that thing that they're just trying to focus on TVs because you realize how many TVs there are in the world and how True. this thing can just spread really easily because... Of maybe it's trying to do that instead of say something about technology because it doesn't say anything overtly.
2: Yeah, you it's know, it's not like Terminator or anything right. like that. It's definitely. Yeah. It's, I think yeah. it might just be saying. This. I could just be being really cynical. <laughs> no, I think no, I think there is that aspect to it too. But I think it really is focusing. She's looking and seeing how many TVs there are and how yeah how easily it would be to spread this and how easily people could die from something like this. And I think you could tie it back to maybe misinformation. That's probably the easiest thing that I could tie it back to. If we re- if we really wanted to give it kind of a meaning, like transferring media around that that's incorrect and false is dangerous. It's really dangerous, can lead to people dying, and we're seeing a lot of that right now. So, yeah. Technology does have really scary aspects to it. That's true. Uh, I also want to share something that I saw on Reddit uh, earlier today that I felt like was something I would see in the beginning of the next Terminator film. If it were localized in Denton. Uh, How
0: many Terminator films are they going to
1: make?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. UNT is the first university in the country to offer a master's in artificial intelligence. Oh, fuck. So oh, you no. know what's about to happen. Why, just Why? Down the...
0: Why UNT, though? Because they're
2: trying to be a, a tier one research university. They're trying to compete with A&M, UT, Texas Tech, all the big tier one state schools.
0: How is it not like mm. MIT.
2: That's what I'm saying I think I I have no idea What the UNT's program is like And I'm not going to sit here And talk bad about it Because UNT has a lot of Really good dedicated professors Yeah for sure they're just trying too hard, I feel like, and they were just like, let's get on this as fast as we can. So I feel like a school that doesn't have enough funding to put into a proper master's program for artificial intelligence is totally gonna be <laughs> the school that creates Skynet, or like the fucking Basilisk, or any other type of fucking artificial intelligence that dooms us all into some sort of Matrix embryo future.
0: Great,
3: I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> but this is... This is when we get the, like, the A.I. sex bots that murder us because college nerds are horny folks. Yeah, well,
0: you know, death by electronic snoo-snoo is always preferable. <laughs> uh, so, uh, any anyway, uh, one of the things that you see, uh, another thing that you see in, in all versions uh, of the story is, like, the main antagonist. Whether it's Sadako or Parkun-san, is the antagonist in the South Korean version, uh, or Samara, they all have psychic powers. Um, the story in all versions also hinges on this fact, and it's interesting that the type of power seems to vary from version to version. So it's like sometimes it'll be psychokinesis, sometimes it'll be telepathy, sometimes it'll be technopathic abilities... But it's always kind of something, a different version of sort of the same thing, I guess. Um, Yeah. I I don't know. It's interesting, like, how many horror stories, and I guess maybe this has a little bit of King influence to it, have, like, telepathy and psychic powers, uh, you know, in them, you know, like, sort of like Insidious had, you know, psychic powers. And um, I don't know. There's a lot of stories, like, big horror movies that have, like, psychic powers, like, intertwined in there somewhere. I feel like we love all psychic kids. True.
2: I feel like a lot of it, uh, pers- like we've talked about this before, is that a lot of uh, psychic abilities focus around coming of age, women and just young men too. I mean, yeah, I feel whatever like, we've yeah.
0: talked about poltergeist, yeah, 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 just yeah,
2: <laughs> young people coming of age is always when like psychic activity is, is greatest. You see that really well in Carrie. I feel like Sadako and Samara are that same. No, age group, you know and, what I mean and
0: Aiden and Ricky yeah and, Aiden Riki Aiden and, and yeah, both of them as well, yeah.
2: so like all of them like fit that trope of being in a coming of age moment in their life and experiencing psychic stuff, and from what I understand, a lot of that comes from, I mean, everyone feels like at some point or another, they're tapped into something that's greater than just what what we're about on a day-to-day basis, you know what I mean? Yeah. And some people rationalize it with religion. Some people rationalize it with paranormal activity. Some people rationalize it with aliens or whatever you want to rationalize it with. But there is an over an overwhelming zeitgeist out there that, that, that there's an energy force binding us and that, mm. you know, some people are more attuned to it than others. And I feel like, you know, when you're younger, that's when y- you notice it more because you haven't been, like, as beat down and spit out by the the mill of the world. Does that make sense? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's
0: that, that's ab- <laughs> an interesting way to put it. After yeah.
2: you've done a nine-to-five for enough of your life, then you're like, I don't care anymore. You about- lose all wonder. Your disillusion is fucked Yeah, <laughs> <to Spock>. yeah. <laughs> the never-ending story has ended, and you, know, <laughs> you no longer get to fly on, on giant, weird... Atreyu. I don't remember what the thing's name was. Atreyu. But- <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Um, but I feel like... I think that's where a lot of the psychic stuff in horror movies comes from, is that it's not only like... Kids have it because it's 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 like kind of wonderment still, like mm-hmm. fresh with the world. But then because you have been removed from it for so long and because you're no longer attuned to it or even willing to accept it, it becomes unknown and scary.
0: It's weird because like... It's kind of like a. It's less common now to have kids that have psychic powers because in more recent, like popular horror movies, like Insidious or The Conjuring, it's adults that have psychic powers Mm -hmm. or there are mediums in some sort of way. Except for you know, like Eleven from Stranger Things is like a more recent example that's still a kid. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know. In some way, it seems like we're kind of moving away from that in a way. But it depends.
2: I think that a lot of a lot of people would argue that we're getting to a point that. An understanding that there is some sort of inner, like some sort of force binding us, is becoming more of a commonplace idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be it religious or not, like I, th- I, th- I think a lot of people, and this, this might be personal projection on my part, but I feel like a lot of people are moving away from more organized religion and are moving just towards just overall spirituality.
0: Uh,
2: you know what I mean? In, in,
0: well, they, I mean, yes in and all, no? Yeah, in all eras of history, in there's waxing and waning.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: Yes. In Western culture, it's. Definitely becoming, you know, a bit more spiritual. Unless you are in countries like Ireland, where religion is yeah. super still heavy. I just feel but like today so in, e- in the East, religion is still quite a large thing.
2: Yeah, it goes. Yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, I don't know. I just felt, I felt like America at least becoming a little more secular and not as concerned with religion. I feel like I've read like I would say I've read like point, news yes. news articles to the to the yeah. effect of that that
3: again. Again, yes and no. A lot of Americans use religion to as an excuse to, like for example, say things like, "Oh, it's against my religion," that you are, I who you are, you know, or that you have this thing. It's against my religion for you to do that.
2: Yeah, I know. So this is a conversation they're moving I didn't think away we from it in practice.
3: That they are it. They're moving away from it in practice, but in. So, like, you know, as you would know, like, the majority of Christian, in inverted commas, households in the States don't actually go to church. They just say they're Christian because that's what... That's just the thing,
0: I guess. Also, America is largely a Christian country yeah. in, in, in many aspects.
2: Yeah. uh, I don't know, I just felt like... To me, I, I feel like there's a more openness now to just, like, the idea of spirituality as opposed to, like, a religious spirituality. Well, yeah. and, and I feel like that that's kind of what I was trying to focus on was more, maybe not that, I know religion's still very big a thing. But what I'm trying to say is I think a lot of people, especially, especially you know, the, the educated people that, like, kind of are writers in Hollywood and stuff like that are trying to, like, pr- pr- propose that maybe there is something out there that's, like, binding us a little bit more than just, like old school ideas of religion and it maybe depends
0: i don't know i do there's, there's, there's some you know people in hollywood that uh, uh, are scientologists so i, I mean <laughs> yeah, true. you know it depends yeah. um i you know in all eras of history there was waxing and waning of mm. spirituality and the strength of religion or you know something like that it it, it depends yeah uh, i think we're just in that that part of World history right now, where it's kind of maybe in a transitional state, maybe yeah, or or we're edging on a tradition, uh, a transitional state.
2: Maybe what I'm trying to say is that maybe there are more people out there that want to believe that there's something going on. Rather, there's than,
0: probably more to that. That's yes.
2: that's maybe what I'm trying to yeah. say because I feel like that's what you really see in stuff like. And I know it's silly, but we've talked about ghost adventures. That's what you want to see in, like, ghost adventures. And that's what you want to see, or that's what you see in Ancient Aliens. And that's what you want to see in a lot of these silly things. But also what you want to see in some of these horror movies we're talking about, like Insidious. There are people that want to believe that there is something there. They want to understand more of it, even if it is scary. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that, that maybe that's what the overarching idea that I feel like is crossing a lot more people's minds is. We're coming more to a point where a lot more people are noticing that there is... Maybe not a supernatural, but there definitely is something greater than just day-to-day life. And they want to understand that better. And so maybe that's why children being the psychics aren't just the same trope anymore. Because everyone kind of is coming to that point. Right. And noticing it and wanting yes. to delve a little bit more into it. And I know that sounds a little new agey and, and hippy-dippy. But, you know, I I, I don't know. That's just something that I think I, about I a lot. I see what you're talking about, though. I, I, also,
3: I... There, there's just a thing of, like, where out Adam... of... It's that thing of, like, they want to seem cool, as it were. So, like, people want to be psychic because it's, like, the in thing. So I think that's why we're doing more adult things, because then an adult can be like, oh, that, you know, I relate to that rather than a kid being psychic anymore because we're not kids. Maybe. The people who are watching these films aren't kids. Y-
0: well, yeah, and, and, and basically, basically to play off of that it is, like, so when the when the kids are psychic, that's more of like it's it's more of like a representation of childhood. Do you know what I mean? Like because things are more whimsical, mm-hmm. so that no. things, it's kind of it's kind of like being psychic is like that kind of like point in childhood where everything is magical you mm-hmm. know because yeah. you, you, you have powers mm. anybody could do this you know sort of thing and I just hit the mic uh, <laughs> but it, it, I, mm-hmm. it, it's sort of that thing where I, I, I get what you're saying Chrissy is that it's like mm. maybe now it's it's we're focusing less on the uh, the whimsical nature of childhood mm. and more of just like the whimsical nature of wanting to believe that there is something bigger yeah. like trying to tie the two things that yeah. you, you y'all are saying together you mm. know what I mean um, and
2: I don't know. I think what I like about psychic depiction in this is specifically, like we were talking about earlier, thoughtography and ninja and stuff. Like the actual. Every
0: act- time you say thoughtography, I think like begone thought, uh, begone <laughs> thought. Begone. Oh, oh. <laughs> damn it! So I just think of that.
2: <laughs> T H. O u g h t o g,
0: Okay, okay, Okay. thank you. (laughs) Not
2: (laughs) T-H-O-T. Please, Uh, do not confuse the two. Thought be (laughs) That
0: could be premium Snapchat. Uh, (laughs) Snapchat.
2: Uh, Um, But anyway, I thought that was interesting. This is a really interesting idea that I don't know if I've seen a lot of in popular media before. Like the idea of psychic ability transferring pictures and images onto... Other media. Have, I mean, have you seen any other examples of that?
3: Um, Yuri Geller apparently has has thoughtography powers. Oh boy, Yuri Geller is um, he's a, not a treasure. He's just he's a man. Please elaborate.
0: Yeah, who confused. is Yuri Geller? Have, I'm have, so have confused.
3: Did y'all not know about Yuri Geller? I do not. The Clearly not. Hang out with Michael. He used to hang out with Michael Jackson. He used to be able to bend Spoons. Oh he bends spoons that's like his thing he's like a magician okay. psychic, self-proclaimed psychic he's brilliant i <laughs> he's such a fraud i love him <laughs> <Yeah>. okay um, <laughs> but yeah apparently he has like thoughtography powers he would hold a, a camera up to his forehead and apparently pictures would just appear out of nowhere uh, and,
0: and which have in no way been prepared beforehand.
1: Yeah, uh, but that's interesting. Oh,
3: um, Apparently he, I think my favorite, my favorite thing, the Guardian reported that Yuri Geller wrote a, pic, wrote a letter to Theresa May saying that he would telepathically prevent her from leading Britain out of the EU. Interesting. As much as I, Geller's words were, as much as I admire you, I will stop you from telepathically doing this, and believe me, I am capable of executing it. Okay. Right, okay. Look how so, well that
2: worked. Jesus.
1: <laughs> anyway. Geller, it's
3: Yuri Geller's fault that Brexit didn't
0: happen, that Brexit
3: happened.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Uh, fantastic. We found
0: the blame. Yeah, uh, yeah, good. Now we know. Now we know who it was, and we can move on with our lives. Uh... <laughs> Family plays a varying role in different versions of the story. Um, I would say that it is most prominent in the Japanese and American adaptations, and even the differences between those two versions is interesting to analyze. Uh, Some of the Mm. differences are perhaps cultural, uh, but even then, both have a lot of similarities. So the biggest thing, obviously, that the Japanese version introduced was the mother Mm -hmm. protagonist and the Mm -hmm. father who is semi-estranged as we said before and that's kind of a really interesting dynamic because as we see um the the parallels with sadako slash samara's story kind of ties it all together Mm -hmm. and makes it a little bit more coherent not to you know shit on the book but it kind of ties it together better Mm. in that vein than the book does thematically
2: definitely and and i think definitely the the interpersonal scenes become a lot more interesting. I think yes. if you just don't have two guy, like I, like the way I, I read the book in my head, just from your synopsis is like, it's two guys solving a mystery. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's, now, in, that's interesting.
0: And and one of the things that I left out of the plot, and it, it was kind of minor to the plot, but it is important for this, this theme that we're talking about is Azakawa actually has a wife and daughter who see the movie who see the video oh, okay. and he has to make them make a copy gotcha. at the end.
2: Okay, so similar. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, it's it's a similar thing to the to the ending mm-hmm. of, of both adaptations, yeah. but it's not as big of a plot point because there isn't like that kind of interpersonal drama. Yeah, there. you still because it's it... just two guys trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know? And
2: I see, I mm-hmm. think that the story benefits from having a little bit of family dynamic thrown in because I really like, I like in the Japanese version, I like the idea of Ryuji being a little bit estranged and then they have to work it out and they're definitely at odds with each other all the time most definitely I like that in the American one too I just don't like Noah true and the- that's <laughs> the end of the sentence yes
0: yeah, fair enough that's, and I agree totally Noah is a very unlikable character yeah. and Aiden's a little unlikable too but it's it's just because he's the way he's played is very unsettling he's just a bit of an annoying shit <laughs> um It's that I mean, you sympathize with him on many levels because he is kind of like the conduit of like Samara's feelings and emotions and that sort of thing. Like he gets Mm -hmm. her on a different level than anybody else mm-hmm. does. I think but even you know,
2: more than what, what, what Rachel. Was, no, no, I mean uh, the, the the boy in, in the Japanese oh, ring, uh, Rikia. Yeah, Rikia. Yes. He, it, I feel like he connects to Samara a little bit more than Rikia connects to Sadako. Yeah. From what I can remember, it's been a few weeks since I've seen Ring U, but I don't remember mm-hmm. him having as much of a connection. Like I, I, I really is that is overt. Yeah, I really do like the yeah. scene at the end when he's like, "Well, you weren't supposed to help her." you were just supposed to help her tell her story. She didn't yeah. want help. What the yeah. fuck were you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I like that scene a lot in the American version because yeah. he's, he's like, wait, fuck you do that for? Yeah, <laughs> Cause yeah. he knows it's like, that's not what she wanted. And so he's like,
0: I can't believe I haven't been crystal fucking clear yeah. with you with all of these <laughs> v- really vague yeah. cryptic things that I've been telling you.
2: <laughs> um, But definitely the role of family in, in the two movies ups the ante for viewers definitely yes. would make you care a lot more about the story and about mm. the the severity of the consequences and then i think and again it, it informs the plight of samara more in the american version than the plight of Sadako is informed by family because that it, it, it was kind of a weird situation with her mother being involved with the guy that kills her it's a but little more isn't her father yeah but isn't her father it's yeah. a little more muddled definitely the ring the american version does take a different approach to it, it with ties the it all
0: together better
2: yeah and it's I like think. the background of the mother it, it's very strange in the american version she's like a really well-known horse breeder yes that uh is doing really good but cannot conceive children she goes through how many miscarriages? Like six or seven miscarriages. No, not even six or seven. So, yeah. A smaller number, I think. But something, regardless. Something like that. A lot of miscarriages. She leaves, comes back with a daughter. Somehow. They don't know how. It's left mysterious why she got her. But then you get the sense that it she, she was kind of gotten illegitimately because there's a throwaway line that it's like, oh, her mother died in childbirth and now here she is. Yeah. So you get the sense that like the mother did something unsavory to get Samara, and that's why Samara's, like, mentally attacking her?
0: It might be. I think more so it's that the... that the mother had powers, and that it's like, the whole, that whole story, like, behind... And maybe this is in the sequels, and I don't even know. uh, But, like, the the whole thing with her mother is so ambiguous that it's hard to tell what exactly happened there, but it may be that her mother had powers and she was just, like it was so weird the circumstances were really um, weird yeah i don't know
3: some with with um samara she's actually adopted so it's like oh that's why the mother doesn't really like her that much
0: yeah, well yeah we know she's adopted but yeah. we she was still gotten as a baby right wasn't she
3: it's it, it's not clear
2: it's not clear that I think that it's not clear if she was
3: gonna from What I remember, she was like a, li- a little bit of an older kid or from
2: what I remember that her explanation they do say that she's adopted and all that they say is the mother di- died in childbirth that doesn't mean yeah. that she didn't die in childbirth along like you know seven oh, years ago fair. you know what I mean that's fair, yeah. it doesn't mean it was immediately recently but for whatever reason Samara has this resentment against her and causes all her horses to commit suicide and puts all these visions mm-hmm. in her head eventually causes her to commit suicide after killing Samara. So there's this very, and then the father can't stand her poisoning his wife, essentially. And like, I can't, I, the family aspect from Samara's point of view is really, really interesting. And Mm. I I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard for me to, to talk about it well, because a lot of it is left ambiguous and I like that. And then that that ambiguousness and then the trouble that they're having as a family unit that leads to the whole catastrophe really makes the troubles that Rachel and Noah are having as a family unit really seem more important and give you a little bit more of a depth to them. Yeah, it ties
0: it together. Yeah, because like
2: it's just like they obviously don't want to be together at first, but then they grow closer but maybe for the wrong reasons and the kid can tell that he doesn't really want to be a father. Yeah, like a he kid even asks him. He says, "Do you want yeah, to be around and more?" Noah's yeah. like, "I don't know." <laughs> and so they have a very dysfunctional family with a psychic kid, oh, yeah. but they're handling it in a way that doesn't cause the kid to want to murder people. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and I mean, what would it? But have, it's
0: also legitimately their kid. Yeah, you know.
2: I, I it's very strange. It's a very strange movie, and the aspect of family in it is, like I said, kind of, for me, hard to quantify. I don't know exactly how I would how I would quantify the meaning behind it. Or... I would say
0: that it more... The American version is the most strategic at paralleling the two.
2: Mm-hmm, you know, true.
0: like having the <clears throat> story of Sadako and the story of Aiden be kind of related mm-hmm. to each other in a... In a, like a more coherent way than maybe the Japanese one did, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's probably the best thing that the American one does is yeah, it's like even though the story's more convoluted and like the whole background's more convoluted, the way they tie the two together is really good because it's kind of a slow trickling of events that happen that tie everything together um, that I think is really good, mm-hmm. um, and it does make it more compelling because when you it, it makes you have more sympathy for Samara. In the end, you know what I mean. Even mm-hmm. though it's kind of like she's kind of a malicious ghost, it's still you still have more mm-hmm. sympathy because you see Aiden's kind of story alongside mm-hmm. Samara's at the same time, and they just kind of tie together really well. And it, mm. you know, they're all it's everything's connected.
2: Yeah, Sadako, mm-hmm. you don't have as much. I, I guess toward the end, you do have some um, feeling for Sadako, but not but not quite as much because. You the, feel, bucket, the bucket she, scene
0: really uh, kind of like cuts the uh, The bucket cuts, scene what, fucks it what up. What I was going to say is, you,
2: you gets the tension a little. You are a little bit more interested in her as a villain for the sake of being a villain. Because, yeah, fuck her fuck that guy that fucking thwacked her into the well. Like, fuck that guy! I'm gonna
0: like. insert, like, a Golden eye,
2: like <laughs> yeah. thwack sound right there. Like, you almost, you kind Please, of want her, dude. you kind of want her to prevail a little bit like, in the Japanese one, cause it's like, yeah, she kinda got fucked over. That sucked ass. You know what I mean? Like, it sucks for, sucks mm. for, um, for, um, the people that have to watch the tape. Yeah. But, you're just like, yeah, she got kind of screwed. Yeah. Like this sucks. In the American one though, you don't feel that. You feel like that she was you feel a lot more for her as a person rather than like a good villain. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's a good villain in Ring You in in uh, in Ring. It's she's more of a tragic character that you're just like, "Fuck, that yeah. sucked ass. Why are you killing people for it yeah. though?" Yeah. <laughs> Cuz the whole
0: scene in the well is a lot more touching mm. to like in the American one. Yes. It's like a lot more like mm. like man, I feel really sorry yeah, for exactly. you. You're like,
2: I feel really bad. And I feel like, I, def- I definitely think that you would, for the books, you're definitely going to have a lot more of sympathy for her as a main character. Actually, I feel like the book probably, probably ties the, the two lowest. together. Yeah. Probably ties the two together really well. Because yeah. you're both like, yeah, fuck all of them. Kill every single one of them. But also like, <laughs> what happened to you sucked? Yeah. Oh. They they
0: they deserve it. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. The, in, book, think, the book if you think if you think about it is a little misanthropic in in mm. that sort of way. Yeah. Uh yeah, but it's yeah. I I definitely feel like maybe the most sympathy is for the book version of Sadako. The most
2: sympathy, but also she's the most complicated mm. because again, her method her her reasons for wanting to kill are the most justified. So yeah. like yeah. there's a lot more to reconcile and unpack when you're reading the book with than with either of these where again it's yeah. Sadako killing people makes sense in the movie. Yeah. And then in the American one like, ah oh, shit, yeah, Samara, that was a shitty thing to yeah, have that done sucks. to her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, it's it's interesting that all three kind of give you a different feeling of her as a person and also all three of them give you a different feeling of the role of family and kind of how that informs the sympathy towards her, right. you know.
0: So the, mm. this the American version of the Ring was huge. I mean, that was, that was like a, I wouldn't say exactly a cultural ph- phenomenon, definitely not on like the level of like Blair Witch, but it definitely was like really popular. I
2: would almost say it was just about, it was such just Maybe, as Blair yeah. Witch.
0: I, it, it's possible, like, I don't know, they're not really comparable in the same they're sense, not, yeah, uh, but, but the, the ring was really influential, it has like a legacy to it, even, you know, there are sequels, obviously, to the American version specifically, mm-hmm. um, there's the, it's, spawn that whole like series of like adaptions like American adaptions of like uh Asian films like the grudge mm-hmm. and uh because that was you know that was juwan and then um you had what was it um dark water dark water yes yeah. yeah, yeah. dark water fantastic mm-hmm. movie the original by the way is so
2: like, good did premonition never get a American remake I can't remember if I premonition believe, believe did. it did did yes. it I never saw um, I Premon- thought the original Japanese was,
0: what was another one I think mirrors was yeah, was, mirrors. Yeah. Um, was it one miss call was one miss call originally yeah
3: well, oh one miss call that american remake <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but me. basically
3: oh i have um that film makes me so angry <laughs> <laughs> it's oh it's Oh, mm, it's so. Bad. I think the big. Um, I think the big the three. Shutter was one as well. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot the, the, about right.
2: that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Shutter. Oh, I liked
2: Shutter mm-hmm. actually. I think the big three that I remember most are Dark Water, Dredge, Grudge, and The Ring. Yeah, you know what I mean? Those true. are the big three. Those are I... the big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but it wasn't just like Asian. Like it was also like Let the Right One In. That had mm-hmm. an American yeah. version. Um, in Let the Right One In also amazing film that mm-hmm. we will cover at some point. This, the original Swedish I, one. I can't wait yeah. to
3: to cover that film. oh my god I I bought it I remember buying that film and like my mom questioned me on why I wanted it because it wasn't in English and it's like because it's good because it's amazing
2: yeah. why do so many people okay tiny, <laughs> tiny rant just because of the whole parasite thing why do why do anyone care that I like movie not in English why do no because one pe- enjoy adult movies?
3: <laughs> <laughs> because people have always been told that watching films in, like like foreign language films is like the thing that pretentious people yes, do. Yes, totally. It's like I don't I, think I it's pretentious, pretentious at work yeah. for
0: going to see Parasite. Right. I don't think it's pretentious. I but I I I totally know the people who think that because they're dumb. Uh, yeah, it's not pretentious to watch something in a different language. There are other languages out there, people. Sorry. <sighs> sorry um, yeah. to say, but there are people that are in other countries that speak a different language than you that make films and I'm sorry. I'm and now, sorry uh, you just have to accept that. I uh, shitting
2: on all over it maybe is the reason they think it's pretentious is because now we're being a little pretentious talking about them being pretentious about not liking people that don't <laughs> like uh, uh, <laughs> the English we're, movies. We're uh, but I get where, the, I get where the, the, the conflict comes from a little bit now because I do have such vitriol just like you you do and now I'm like thinking about it. That's like hmm, them hearing me talk to the, now, talk to them that way m- makes them more mad, and now I'm more mad, and now it's just gonna be a cycle of anger. But I, I like foreign language films, and that's my, my point.
3: Yeah, foreign language films great, <laughs> but as I said, it's often considered something. It's it's often considered something for like the educate, like the real educate, like the real educated, mm, yeah. and not for the masses. You know, it's
2: which is then funny that they take all these foreign language films. And they produce them and into American films into, that are, yeah. or uh, English films that are then huge fucking hits.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, it's... But they're usually always dog shit in comparison true. to...
2: Which, I mean, with, with the exception of The Ring. I mean, this yeah. is probably one of the few, I think, that...
0: I, I, I like the American of... version of The Grudge. I wouldn't say it's great, yeah. but it's it's got moments.
3: It's it's quite true to the Juon story more than anything which is strange how like like the story it is
0: for a remake.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's almost I mean Juon, Juon's the original book.
0: Juon is the original movie. Oh, was there a book? Yeah. Was there a book for Juon? I know there was a book. I don't know, but I know there was a book for the
3: Grudge, but I don't think it's this. Oh,
2: we're talking about the Grudge now. I'm sorry, Ju- I forgot. Juwan Ju- Ju- they- is the Ju- Grudge. Yes, that's right. Uh-huh. I thought we were still talking about the Ring. I got confused. Y- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen the Japanese mm-hmm. no, Juwan. I think I've only Neither seen. I, I, I think I've seen only seen, seen Buffy Grudge. That's what I call it. Oh, okay, <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair enough.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen the original Juwan. Somehow, uh, I, I mean, I've seen the original Dark Water.
2: Was th- great. I really want, and I know we might have covered this in talking about what made the movie good and kind of the themes about it, but why did this movie take off so much and why did people think it was so damn scary? That's the one...
3: It was something they hadn't seen before. I think this was definitely
0: different. Yeah, I mean,
2: we talked about when
0: we we originally covered the synopsis of the book, it's a really unique story. True. Um, And it's compelling um, because it's just Mm -hmm. like, I don't know i think the all of the family stuff in the american version was actually a lot of a big part of it because we talk about because we you know a lot of american horror films we see especially now how how well ones do that have that interpersonal drama that do really well like the shining and hereditary and Mm. midsummer and all that sort of stuff and just how well that's when that's done really well how America's just eat it up I you know feel like I,
2: mean? I feel like the closest one to this in the, in both popularity and kind of the way the drama is presented probably is Insidious I feel like they're very similar movies in a way yeah. you know what I mean it's a family yeah. struggling to try to understand a paranormal thing that they don't really get and that they have to like mm-hmm. you know do research and get like other people involved to maybe, try to solve maybe it maybe a tad
0: bit it follows as well um, it's just a shame that Insidious
3: had so many awful sequels. Yeah, yeah,
2: no, but I mean, that first one's really good. And it also, again, mm. Psychic Child, you know, just a lot of the themes are kind of similar. That's true, yeah. Same kind of bluish-green filter.
3: I, <laughs> I kind of hate to say it, but I guess Paranormal Activity as well, because that follows for a long time a certain, just a family. Mm-hmm. And especially when it goes, like, back into the past with that same family.
0: Yeah. So, like, all these movies we're talking I, I about, hate- all very popular... And it's, you know, they have a lot yeah. of family and interpersonal drama. And yeah, it's, it's about family.
2: Yeah, And so I think that I don't think a lot of people really would care about Ring U as much because it is a little bit of a more bleaker film. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. so I feel like if, if, this, if it was made shot for shot the way that the Japanese one was made, which it's very close in a lot of respects, yeah. but if it were made shot for shot with the exact same plot line and everything, I don't think it would have done as well. Uh, even if some of the scares were a little bit better, you know what I mean? Because it's not really the scares that really put the ring into the public spot.
0: definitely, if we're just talking about the book, the book is the most bleak version. The yeah, most, exactly. The most gritty, most bleak, like mm. like I said, kind of misanthropic mm-hmm. in a way, the, yeah. the, the book was. But yeah, so I think mm. kind of like, it softens the edges as it gets adapted every time, you really, know, so does, yeah. so like, and, and, and yeah, just when it finally gets to the American version. And like I said, this is... Why I like the American version so much is just, like, how polished it seems mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, that's true. Um, and just how, how much it seems like it's a complete story that has everything tied together mm-hmm.
2: well.
0: Um, now, not the execution may be not exactly right on everything, but I feel like it's the most complete story.
2: But this is one thing that I, mm-hmm. that I really want to focus on, and we talked about why it's popular. But And this is the same with a lot of these movies that come out. They're like, oh, God, it was so scary, guys. What made it scary, though? There's some jump guess, scares
3: and, and like... I guess like the imagery and the jump scares, yeah. Okay. Um,
0: that's part of it,
3: yeah. yeah.
2: And I know that we're very desensitized. You know, we, we all, like us as, as, as a unit have kind of lost the ability to be scared by so, media most I'll of the say, time okay so i'll say
0: from the perspective of 12, 12 year old me right like some of the things that scared me first of all the tv just it being tv related yeah because you know you have a tv mm. in every fucking room in your house white noise
2: is kind of scary yeah. like yeah, yeah white noise just itself That, that kind of
0: just like lingering white noise mm-hmm. and just every time when i you know for like three years afterwards every time i saw white noise
1: mm-hmm. yep. on a
0: tv or static on a tv i was just like fuck that i am leaving this room mm-hmm. um And the the other thing, just her crawling out of the well, that's fucking terrifying. (laughs) It's fucking terrifying, like, just how her face is covered. She's, like, fucking spider-walking towards the camera. Fuck that. (laughs) That that shit is terrifying. Don't tell me that's not terrifying. Um, And then just, like, when their faces get all contorted.
2: Yeah, that part's pretty cool. And, and And I like that it never hangs on that too much. It doesn't ever let you get, like, actually... Like I guess digest their entire face. You know, we're gonna
0: segue this right into favorite moments, by (laughs) the way, because I I feel like we're kind of getting towards that. Yeah,
2: true. Um, But what I was like, what I was saying is, they never let you hang on like the face of Noah or uh, the girl from the beginning. They don't really let you sit and like examine the effect of that, and the fact that it's very quick makes it scarier because then you're not sitting there like well i know how they did that effect i mean that was done with like putty and like blah blah blah. (laughs) it's just like you don't know how it was done right
3: (laughs) and it's probably if they'd lingered on it then it would lose effect yeah it's It's, like when like in horror movies when they linger on a shot too long and it's like oh this isn't scary Mm -hmm. right but when it's quick and a quick cut it's like oh that was spooky
0: unless it's the thing because it did it so well, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they just lingered there on. There are
3: exceptions to the rule. Yeah, They just lingered
0: on that shit forever. <laughs> uh, and they're like, "Fuck, that looks pretty good. That looks good job, Rob <laughs> Um, But <Yeah. laughs> the uh, fuck, the so let's let's talk about favorite moments because I.
2: I'll go first. Oh. I
0: think one of the, also one of the things I did want to mention real quick is the subliminal imaging in in, oh, yeah. in the in the American one. That, I mean that takes a lot from The Exorcist, and The Exorcist was hugely huge, hugely popular. Yeah. And you know that's mm. I mean you got to admit that's okay, something you know
2: fine fuck you
1: no <laughs> <You're>
2: just, whatever.
1: <laughs> I, I, I honestly you.
2: I'm not a huge fan of subliminal imagery like that. Like when yeah. they use it, I'm just like that. That took two seconds for you to do. That didn't make anything scary. Most people were giving a blowjob in the theater at the time, so they didn't catch it. Okay, what, what the fuck did you think that was going to accomplish for me personally?
1: <laughs> oh, would you see that?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I said too much. But. Oh, okay, Certainly, too
0: you, hit, you hit it on the head. Not to make a pun. Uh, uh, but... <laughs>
2: So my favorite moments, Uh, Japanese version, um, definitely when she comes out of the TV and kills Ryuji. Favorite moment, yeah, hands down, best part. Other than the buckets, but the buckets, it's a whole different thing. I and mean, we talked about that. At it's for different <laughs> reasons. Yeah. Um, but the American version, my actual favorite part is the way the father kills himself. Yes, I love him getting all dressed up and like weird. <laughs> he just like wraps the power surge protector around him and then puts and then, like
0: the the thing on his head. Yeah, the, and then the it has like a
2: wall of TVs yeah. and VCRs like in his bathtub and stuff like. There's no reason to do it this way! I don't understand... Like, just because the way... It's convoluted, yes. Yeah, just the way his Mm -hmm. daughter was killing people doesn't mean that you also have to use, like, on the cusp of antiquated technology to kill yourself. Like, why are you doing this? (laughs) Like, it didn't really make sense for the character, because he's, like, a horse farmer. Just shoot a your horse, th- farmer. Yes, he Thank he you. grows horses. <laughs> Why didn't he just shoot himself in the yeah. head? It makes it so much easier. Why does he fucking have to go through this whole AV setup just to electrocute himself?
0: I, I mean, there could be something said that maybe like. Nod. Yeah, well, it, there could be something that said maybe Samaro was like influencing his mind in some way.
2: I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think that it was definitely that, like, because he knew about the tape and he had the beta from the records room and everything like that. And he froze when he saw the tape. So I think that he kind of got obsessed by the idea of now, that type of technology. you made a great
0: misstep here. Was it a beta
2: or was it a VHS? The beta was what he took out of the medical record room. It records was a room. beta? Yeah, because it had that top loading.
0: Well, there were VHSs that were... There were VCRs it even that were top-loaded. It
2: even looked smaller. It did? Yeah, and, okay, and the deck itself looked like a beta. It but was, I will say it was,
0: that there were top-loading
2: VCRs. Yeah, but it was definitely... <laughs> and I mean, maybe top-loading VCRs were also just as bulky, but it was a very bulky... Rec- I don't know for sure. I didn't, see the, I didn't see the Sony branding on the side of the tape or anything, okay? It didn't see Betamax in big letters when she fucking put in the... Recording Samara telling people she gonna start killing now. <laughs>
3: like, didn't see. Could you imagine if they'd put it on beta like so? No, it would, like, the curse would end. Cause
2: <laughs> no, Nobody, it would that'd be amazing. Be,
0: it's like, how the fuck do you copy a beta? Nobody has a working <laughs> fucking player anymore.
2: Samara's just in the well, all sad, like, I fucking chose the wrong format in the format. He's yeah. so, so,
0: yeah, just sitting there in the well, just, guys? <laughs> God,
2: guys! Oh god! I just make the saddest parody of The Ring, where the Ring virus is on Laserdisc, and no, <laughs> no one ever dies. Not a single death recorded.
3: <laughs> Only- you can't get through the whole thing because it's, it's kind of like a stand for it's on like five yes. different lists. So until you finish all five, You're fine. it doesn't affect You're you just and fine. everyone gives up after like the first one.
2: Part one of Curse Ended. Please, please <laughs> flip to side two. You don't get to the maggots
0: until like side four. Like,
2: <laughs> oh my God, best idea for a bad parody.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so my favorite moments. My favorite moment in the... Japanese one was when the dad and the kid see each other on the street and just kind of stare at each other I like that too yeah and then just kind of Mm. part like part ways Yep, like they're literally just two people passing each Mm -hmm. literally and figuratively two people passing each other on the street Uh, I like that Mm. a lot it's very good like it's very well done yeah and
2: they kept that in the american version i like that too it's that's good because i fucking can't stand noah kind but
0: kind of did but it wasn't quite it was well done yeah personally um the uh my favorite i uh, i don't know my favorite american scene was i mean just kind of like the opening scene because they i mean they kind of copied the one from the japanese one but it's just such an iconic opening scene oh yeah definitely that I, I, it's just every beat is It's right. like the
2: opening from Scream. It's, right. it, it's, it's the same type of thing. Right, every beat yeah.
0: is just done well. Mm-hmm, I know? agree. I think I just like that a lot. Chrissy? Yeah, I, so I don't really have much
3: to add because, I said, my favorite Japanese moment is the same as yours. So I just It's just one of those moments that you're just like, oh, that's what this kind of film is. Right. You know? Yeah. It, and it's, then my favorite... Um, um, a fair American moment is when Noah dies, cause uh, fuck that <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, but, <laughs> fuck that bitch.
0: <laughs> but that that scene, yeah, is just really good in the Japanese one, cause it's like it's like, oh, okay, so this adds a little bit more depth. It adds, yeah,
3: it adds the drama. It adds right. like a familial drama, mm-hmm. yeah. and that is in a lot of Japanese and just
0: general Asian movies, which I like. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. So, final thoughts. We're finally finished. This episode over two hours long now. By the way, that makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) but it is like kind of a definitive episode. I
2: mean, I feel like it's not though. Don't even label it one because now I want to watch the sequels. It's a
0: definitive episode in like the. Yeah, I guess it's not really definitive. It's like a definitive part one.
2: Yeah, I feel like we (laughs) need to watch the sequels now and figure and kind of look into Spiral. Look into what's the last book. I don't
3: loop loop. loop. Yeah, Look looking right.
2: to spiral and loop yeah. kind of get a bigger grounding because this is definitely I mean it takes to be fair It would take so long to research all of them And if we tried think. to do a definitive episode about all of these this media, it would be like four hours long So it makes sense True, that we would yeah. break it up like this, and you it's know weird
0: that that would be longer yeah. than our Frankenstein episode
2: uh, Yeah, well, I mean, it's just oh God. Frankenstein has had a lot of versions but only a couple ones that are mm. worth mentioning that t- stand the test True, of time. True, and there's time. not a
0: whole lot of huge differences yeah. like, between each version. And when they do have yeah. differences,
2: they're bad differences. <laughs> they're bad differences. Stop it, Robert De Niro. What were you thinking? Yes. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't look like that. Don't be like that. Don't let that doctor with that fucking pudgy-ass belly, the the spray-tan-ass six-pack tell you what to do
0: thank you for that coherent sentence <laughs> just, just don't
2: but yeah but no but I mean, this is a, a lot of media with its own lore that has been spanned across three different books uh fucking two different languages three different languages probably more uh three american films i think at least two japanese films maybe i can't remember if there's a sequel to the no, ring a trilogy i think oh yeah three yes. japanese yeah, the, films I mean, think about that that's like fucking. there might be
0: a sequel to this korean one too i don't remember yeah,
2: okay so at the very least there's nine separate pieces of media that are all equally important to understanding the entire lore of a franchise
0: Yeah, that's true. That's Mm -hmm. like
2: if we tried to do all of Nightmare on Elm Street or all of Friday the 13th in one episode. Oh,
0: yeah, that's fair. You know what I
2: mean?
0: (laughs) Could you even imagine if we did (laughs) that? We We would be screaming at each other, like, like, because we would be so tired of hearing each other
2: talk. So it makes sense that we would break it into, like, you know, a part one. And now Mm. talking about it and going over a lot of the big finer points of arguably the most popular ones. Now it really makes me want to do a deeper dive and find out kind of what happens after that.
0: Maybe we should make this a part one.
2: <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's revisit the other stuff sometime.
2: Yeah, yeah. I agree. Cool.
0: <laughs> uh so I think at least for this part of the story of the ring, that's it for this week. Yep. And we'll see yeah. what happens in later <laughs> later episodes if we, we end up covering it later because we probably will get deeper into this later.
2: Yeah.
0: So mm. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for le- letting us talk two hours about this, <laughs> over two hours about this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, this was a good episode, actually. Mm, yeah. this, we, did, we, did, we actually yeah. did our research this time, <laughs> and I can't believe Ooh, it. We, uh, we did things again.
3: Hell
1: yeah.
0: I'm... Schedules
3: weren't stupid. Yeah. No,
2: they're, no, they've no. they been stupid. Yeah, they've been stupid. Yeah, but... No, don't say that. Oh, no, no
0: they've been <laughs> stupid.
3: I've been up since... We just actually made time somehow. Yeah, well,
0: it's because I've been up since 8 p.m. yesterday. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh. slow, Yeah.
2: All right, well, we'll see y'all later, everybody. We love you. Bye. See
0: y'all later.
3: Bye.